Hello, beautiful people. It is WrestleMania Monday, March 28th, 2022. This sports show shall begin now. Yeah! Can't thank you enough for joining us. There's obviously a lot to talk about, and we will dive into all of that. We are six days away from my WrestleMania debut, Ooh, my yeah. debut, in which I will beat the hell out of some insufferable douche named Austin Theory. Oh, Can't yeah. thank you enough for joining us here at youtube.com forward slash the Pat McAfee show. The talk to the table is here at Ty Schmidt at Boston Connor rocking a Trashers jersey. Whose is that? Whose jersey is that? Oh, well, funny enough, Pat, uh, I was selected by the Trashers, so it's actually mine. No way. Yeah, that's right. I'm playing goalie next week. Just a quick heads up. The chair you're sitting on has a back. Yeah. Oh, what? It turns with yeah, all the way yeah. to it. And when you just turn, yeah, it's just what you see is the back. You see how I just did that? You couldn't there? see the top of the tarp? No, well, we could see bell. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there you go. Ring the bell. I, my name's on the back. Congrats. Thank you. Light up the light. Very pumped about it. Light up the lamp. Light ring the, the lamp. bell. Hey, ring the bell. Connor Campbell's part of the evil empire. Goddamn right. What a weekend. Yeah, unbelievable. Uh, we Mostly. Got, we got a chance to... I mean, we almost died. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Got a chance to meet, uh, you know, the Galante family this weekend. Wow. Great Traveled people. up to uh, Danbury, Connecticut. Now, yeah. Zito and I had met the Galante family before, but we all traveled up there. We shot a little something-something that should be debuting this week. They have a massive announcement to make. Mm-hmm. We were honored to be a part of it. And goddamn, the Gabagool was fantastic. Oh, Unbelievable. So great people. So Connor's now part of the Evil Empire. <laughs> yeah. I believe there's a couple other jerseys that will be debuting as well this week. It is an honor. It is cool. It was, uh, it was a fun weekend. Good to see you guys out and about in public. Yeah, it was fun, Pat. Thanks for bringing us along. And not yeah. to mention, you know, we, we had a nice little pool time on, you know, Friday night. So it was a good time. Uh, at pool time. Yeah, playing oh, billiards. You mean billiards. Oh, billiards. Excuse me. Excuse me. At Tone Diggs is here, one half of the hammer. Done. Cowboys. So Tone, Connor, Zito, Foxy, and Nick uh, traveled with me to Brooklyn for the SmackDown. We fly into Teterboro, uh, standard, uh, hour and a half flight. Mm-hmm. Hour and 40 minute drive for 11 miles. Yeah. From Teterboro <laughs> to Brooklyn. New York's back. Yeah. New York, yeah, yeah. New York is all the way back. Hey, that was fucking miserable. Yeah. Like, legit miserable. Wow. City's still dead. Like, didn't see a lot of stuff going, but the traffic's still there. So I don't know where everybody's going. I have no idea. But it was great to be back in New York City. Mm-hmm. Great to be back in, you know, beautiful Teterboro area. Uh, mm-hmm. Then we flew up to Danbury, Connecticut on, you know, an interesting flight where we all thought we were dead. Yeah. First time um, that we had all thought... Diggs popped a Xanax five minutes into this 30-minute flight. The Xanax didn't hit until afterwards. And it was very obvious the way Diggs looked, the way Connor... Connor had his shirt over his face at one point. Like, there are some photos from that flight that are not staged, that people are going to think are staged. Nick almost put me in a a rear naked choke at a couple (laughs) different times when the plane (laughs) felt like it was flying or falling out of the sky. Worst flight we've ever had. So much so, actually said, I'm not getting back on that plane. Did not get on a plane. Found another plane in Connecticut. Flew home with a completely different company. Played live like you were dying (laughs) while we were driving around on (laughs) the runway in Connecticut when we landed. I had a text typed out to my wife saying goodbye. 
in case we like I was going to send it right before we hit the ground. Yeah, because you'll get service at that yeah. point because mm-hmm. the Wi-Fi on the plane was obviously dead. Dead. Yeah. not great. Didn't like this. Yeah, here is not. This is not a staged photo. Nope. This is actual photo from flight Saturday from Teterboro, New Jersey to I forget where we're Oxford, Connecticut yeah. or something like that. Thirty minute flight. It yeah. could have been like eight minutes. Had to fly around here. Thirty minute flight. <laughs> Everybody in there felt the way these two. That is an actual picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because. Um, you know, I'm an asshole. I think people know. And I would like to let you know, like, even if I'm going to die, I am the same person I am. Like, yeah. I, I am the same person uh, I am. There's moments of like, ugh. Like, I even grabbed the chairs a couple bit. I'm like, oh, this is it. But whenever you have zero control over anything and you feel like you're going to die, I have already faced this a few different times in my life. I've thought on yeah, those yeah. planes. Mm-hmm. This one's the worst we've ever experienced. But I've decided that I'm going to go down just like how I went up. Yeah. You know, like, hey, I'm going to do this. So I was trying to take some photos so we could remember this. When I turned around, well... <laughs> Like somebody, right, somebody yeah, could yeah. see how we did. When I turned around and saw Connor like this with his face, and this was probably in the middle of one of our 5,000-foot oh, drops yeah. or mm-hmm. whatever it was, and then Diggs was just literally full hand on face the entire time, <laughs> eyes closed. I go, boys, smile for the photo, and that's Connor put his right hand up for me to get the fuck out of his face, basically. it was, Yeah, there it is. He's going to get boys, out of it. Yeah, it was, uh, hey, boys, it's great to be alive. Yeah, yeah seriously. This wasn't just turbulence. This was straight free falls. Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. it was a lot of them. yeah, the pilot was interesting. Yeah, it was t- potentially pilot air, and we had our eyes on a pilot, and there was a lot of hand shaking. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, this guy's never flown a plane before. Happy yeah. to be here. Uh, nice guy. Amazing. Of course. Need to so let that nice. be known. Yeah, yeah. Great guy. Trust us with his bag at one point. But also, give me a fucking asshole if the guy right. can fly good. Yeah. Don't care. Or a girl, by the way. I've had some female pilots that were like not very nice to me as I got on a plane. They're like super fell. I'm like, all right, cool. I don't give Hey. Don't give a fuck. Point A, point B. Perfect mm-hmm. flights. Yeah. I've had some dudes super duper nice to me. Great flights. That's awesome. Then I've had uh, an ex- experience here. Super nice to me. Horrible plane. Terrible. Ho- I mean, horrible flight. I mean, it was bad. Uh, so we left that plane and said, we'll get on another one. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm never stepping foot on that plane again. Actually, interesting situation. If you're a plane company, like I think I am in the market looking for a new uh <laughs> flight yep. weekly and then <laughs> yeah. also we have to buy a plane uh, immediately mm-hmm. very expensive from what i've been told everybody oh it's so pricey it's so pricey well you don't have to worry about potentially getting onto a tin can mm-hmm. that is not supposed to be in the yeah. sky mm-hmm. and then you don't know who your pilots are we're gonna potentially die anyways that's a lot of negative drama inside had to get it out there yeah, so that it is documented for the documentary eventually <laughs> right. let's move on to the good stuff here will smith <laughs> my god will smith Said, hey, I'm about it, about it. You want to talk about my wife like that, huh? Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. <laughs> he screams as we hear uh, the entire Oscars community, who is all about love. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All about Peace. love. They attack a lot. Those people attack a lot of people mm-hmm. that are barbarian mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, idiots and resorting to violence. We handle this uh, diplomatically and everything like that. Will Smith, best actor. Congrats. Yeah. You did it, Will. Finally. Face of Hollywood. Face of Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. Front and center right at the stage. Walks right up to Chris Rock after a judge. Hey, <laughs> Now, if you watch that back in slow motion, 
his feet were not set. No. Like in a proper like leverage standpoint, which is interesting. A lot of people mentioned the Ali movie where he did a lot of training. He seemed to have forgotten all of that uh -huh. in the moment because his left foot was still like in the air almost mm -hmm. as he was smacking. Took it out of his pocket, didn't bring it from the back at all. It was no windmill, no windup from right here. And, and Chris Rock, by the way, was, uh, I believe, leaning in to hear what he had to say. Wham, right now, eats that fucking thing. Mm -hmm. yeah. Then turns his head right back and goes, Excuse me? <laughs> Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. Yeah. <laughs> and then he said, oh, I have so many things I could say. I wonder the entanglement oh, world. The entanglement world is probably just sitting right there. What we learned from this, Chris Rock has a fucking great chin. That's yeah. Right. Still got his fastball. Oh, yeah. Enough to get somebody to get up out of the crowd and smack him. Mm -hmm. I believe he's going on tour soon. I will go check it out. <laughs> yeah. Was not planning on it, but I will go check it out. Will Smith can't take any jokes anymore, especially whenever his yeah. wife, who has put him into a lot of interesting situations. I understand. I love, love. We all love, love. Uh -huh. But I believe she has put him into a lot of awkward spots. Uh, I think he was laughing at the joke, turned and looked at her, and she goes, that's not... Remember, I'm ala, ala, alopecia. I have alopecia. That was very rude what he just said. And Will Smith goes, fuck. All right. I got to go do this. So big winner of this, Chris Rock and his jaw. Big loser of this, Will Smith and his wife. Well, everybody will move forward. The Academy, though, uh -oh. have to make sure everybody knows this. Uh -oh. The Academy is thinking about stripping Will Smith of his best-ass oh, actor Oscar. No. <laughs> I hate yeah. to see that. That'd be a real shame. That would be a real shame because I do believe like Weinstein has a bunch probably. Yeah. And, and I think there's oh, yeah. a lot of other people that got a lot of Oscars that we've learned a lot about. Mm -hmm. I'll be interested to see where they draw the line. You yeah. know? I'll be interested to see who gets to keep their Oscar and who doesn't. And with all that being said, give Reggie Bush back his fucking Seriously, yeah, that's right. Just that. All right? Jesus Louise. Give Reggie his Heisman. I mean, the guy didn't do anything, especially nowadays. It's all modern. Uh, but I guess the Academy is probably trying to get out in front of this and sure. say, we can't just have people getting up and smacking people in the mouth. Uh, <laughs> Physical violence is never the answer, Pat. Will should know better as a role model. Yeah, just with that being said, sometimes it is, though. Like mm -hmm. I'm not saying last night. I'm not saying mm -hmm. last night is at all. And by the way, Will Smith, I think, is like a comedian, kind of. Oh, yeah. yeah. Is he? Kind of a comedian. He didn't get that joke. Really? But I think he did get, his wife didn't get Oh, the yeah, joke. she definitely she didn't She didn't get the joke, get the joke yeah. so she kind of done the whole thing, turned that into a whole situation true, there. True, true, true. But I, to Happen. be honest, Chris Rock still got it. So. Same thing oh, happened yeah. in Troy. The women are always starting wars. Um, it's not just in Troy, by the way. You can... Run, run down. Love, it's, by the way. It's not women. Love, love, love. love. You're right. Do you think he, wars. when he got up out of the seat, he knew what he was going to do or no. he discussed it with himself on the walk? And why did he do close hand? Just because it's more violent? No. Oh, that's that's assault, bro. Because of King Richard. Well, allegedly, uh, Chris Rock is not charging yeah. or pressing uh, any charges. But let's assume California is going to, though. Oh, yeah. Because California has nothing else to spend their money and time on. No. <laughs> right? I mean, no, that no, is no. something that if California is anything like the California we know, they're going to try to put him in jail for 20, 30 years. And yeah. they are going to spend every dollar that they can find in between the homeless poop on the ground yeah. to make sure they get the proper prosecuting <laughs> attorney <laughs> to go ahead and do this whole thing. It was crazy. It was wild. It came out of nowhere. And to be honest, I think it was the only thing that I can take away from the Oscars is being like, mm -hmm. oh, yeah. I didn't know any of those fucking movies. Mm -hmm. like King Richard, I, I knew of it. Mm -hmm. I, I haven't seen it. I've heard it's great. People are telling me Dune was fantastic. I had no idea that was out. I had no idea that was out. I'm on a microphone every single day. I'm on the internet 
all goddamn day. Mm-hmm. I had no idea Dune was a movie. I guess it's great. Coda, fucking, I wish I would have known about this. It sounds like an incredible, like, monumental, uh, historic movie, bringing the deaf folks together and the non-deaf uh-huh. folks together and one piece of information. Had no idea about that movie existing. They had all these, uh, yeah, here, this is my actual tweet. <laughs> I haven't watched in a while, so I apologize. Are the Oscars for movies that haven't come out yet? <laughs> <laughs> or did I miss all these movies? That's a real thing. Ty, you are the film expert here. I didn't know about any of these fucking movies. I didn't know any of these people. And I haven't watched in a few years. Is this just a new status quo? And what the fuck happened? Yeah, kind of. Oscars are officially dead. You're right. Like, they, they needed Will Smith to smack Chris Rock in the mouth for anyone to be talking about it. Because if they wouldn't have, no one would be talking about the Oscars today. You're right. I mean, at this point, it's like, there's. I used to try to see every single movie that was nominated for Best Picture. Not only are movie theaters pretty much dead, but at this point, it's just like, it... It's not for everybody. It's just not. If you're just like a casual movie fan, you're never going to watch the Oscars. I tried to tune in for a little bit. Same deal. It's like, shit, I haven't seen any of these. Why am I even wasting my time with this? And then, boom, we get the smack heard around the world. And it's like, okay, well, I'm glad I tuned hey, in. happy I was yeah. watching this. Yeah. So sweet. I, I fell asleep shortly after smack. Mm-hmm. Seeing the world react, fell asleep, woke back up to pee. He was giving a speech yeah. about uh-huh. being a vessel of love. Mm-hmm. I'm like, tough love. Protector. Yeah. Tough love this guy. That's his first ever Oscar? Yeah, yeah he should have got a second Oscar for the speech he gave afterwards and those crocodile tears he had. I was watching uh, uh, KFC. You know, He does an entire breakdown of everything mm-hmm. that's happening in the world at all times. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said that it was a terrible speech. He said it was a bunch of rambling and mumblings oh. and fumbling all over the place. And I guess in the middle of it, he talked about King Richard being uh, super protective of his family. Yep. And KFC said that would have been a great time to immediately go... As am I. Yeah, Correct. right. Me yeah. too. I was, I was waiting for that too. So he didn't. Do that. He, that's no. what he was hinting at. But he was. You could tell he was still all heated up, and so it didn't come out as cleanly as he would have liked it to. I think. Well, joining us now is another man that watched the Oscars because we did share text messages last <laughs> night about this uh, entire situation. Uh, obviously, the face of college football and one of the staples of college game day, an absolute icon. But now he will be known. As the greatest booth in the NFL yeah. on Thursday Night Football on Amazon Prime alongside the GOAT Al Michaels, ladies and gentlemen, NFL broadcaster, Kirk Herbstreit. Yeah, How we doing? Hey, welcome to the Men's League. Welcome <laughs> to the Men's League. Yeah, You've been telling me about the Men's League, so now now, it, now it's official. But last night, man, I... I uh, I was texting with you back and forth because I was with you like I haven't seen any of these movies, you know. Like, <laughs> I, and like you guys were saying, I used to watch it, and you know, majority of the movies, and then bam, well, and I was like, this is a bit, right? They're goofing around. There's no way it's no, there's no way it's real until we got the unedited version when he sat down yeah. because my audio, like yours, went out for like ten seconds. You missed all that. And then when and then event, about ten minutes later, the unedited version came out. I think you and I were texting back and forth that, and it was like, "Oh no, th- this this is very real." Yeah, 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 yeah. That was a real thing. And and Diddy, by the way, uh, Diddy said that they were going to make up at the gold party. Shout out to Beyonce, yeah, yeah. having a gold party there where you know everybody was able to set aside their differences. Saw a little bit of Will Smith getting jiggy with it, oh, rapping yeah. to the crowd, yeah. having a good time with his Oscar. That was fantastic. So I guess they're past it, but uh, the Japanese version, I believe, is the one we saw, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. It was, the Japanese yeah. version uh-huh. was that. And I wonder how the Academy 
told the English version one, hey, we need to freeze everything and, and do that. And they just didn't get the word to the Japanese uh, conglomerate. Like, <laughs> hey, we need to hide this because but, but, that thing was gone. I yeah. mean, the international feeds were like, yep, this is actually what happened over there. Everybody needs to see it. Boom, boom, boom. The guy that put that out, his name's like Tim Bubba. Or I forget Bubba or something. Ah, I forget his name. I apologize. That thing had over 100,000 retweets. 100,000 retweets. Like, yes, boom, 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 going. <laughs> Everybody saw it. Touched on it, but the what the thing I took out of that once I realized it was real is Chris Rock. I mean, not not only standing up and taking it, but then starting to try to communicate with with Will. Like, man, it was a joke. Seriously, did you just do that? And then he kind of started to like go at him, and then he gathered himself, and then he just tried to give away, you know, the, the next uh, Oscar. But to, to put yourself in his shoes, oh. how, I mean, you got to be really impressed how he kept his composure. And the fact he stood to take that that smack, uh, that, that was uh, that was impressive. Hey, congrats, Chris. Yeah. Thank you, Chris. Nice work, Chris. A lot of people are wondering if it wasn't Chris Rock instead of The Rock, would have Will Smith <laughs> yeah. have done that? Yeah, I, right. mean, I mean, these are all things that we're going to have to find out at some point. But Chris Rock taking that, eating it. And then, all right, let's get to the documentary. <laughs> that is, and then he also, he called it in the moment, the greatest moment in live television. And I, by waking up this morning, any of us that have Instagram or any of our social media feeds, it was all that was anywhere. I mean, every, there was a couple other words trending alongside. Uh, one that rhymes with duck. Right. Uh, there's a lot of other stuff that happened out there. Will Smith is taking it on the shins this morning, as he should, by the way. Excited to see how that pans out. Chris Rock's going on tour soon, Herb Street. So let's see. You know, there has to be at least five to ten. Oh yeah, there has to be at least five oh, to yeah. ten on that, Herbie. Yeah, yeah. We're we're if it's an indie or Cincy or anywhere close, you guys call me. I'm coming with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, they are coming indie. He is coming indie, so we'll check it out. Okay. Let's talk. Check. Hey, let's talk about your fall schedule. All right, because you just <laughs> added something, and we have you know been big fans of yours for a long time. We've gotten to know you now, even bigger fans of the human you are, especially to us. You've always been super cool to us. But your schedule has been wild, right? I think we've all witnessed it. You have game day Saturday morning, but that takes two days of prep where you're shooting interviews with the guys and traveling around for that. Game day Saturday morning. Then you hop on a plane, fly to wherever the Saturday night game is, get into a truck or a bus where you're watching all the games during the day. Then you travel home. There's like a good five days there where you're on the road filming shit. Boom, boom, boom. All season long in like four different cities in four days almost every single week. It's Nothing short of remarkable. Boomer Sison's work ethic a lot higher than yours, but you are still in the department. Now you're adding Thursday night football. First of all, congrats. Yeah, We're all very yeah. happy. So how did that come to be? Did you know that you were in on that? Did you want it? Because ESP, I've been pushing you for a long time. Hey, do Monday night football. Let's go. Let's go. Get into the NFL. You said you love college. You would never give up college if you were to do it. How did the Thursday night football thing come to be? And we're very pumped for you, dude. I appreciate it, man. I, I, I really do. I, I, um, I, it happened, and again, you and I text and uh, back and forth quite a bit. You know, a lot of times me checking to see what, what you're up to. But in this case, it just happened really fast. I think Troy's announcement was like on February 22nd or 23rd. And I didn't know anything about that. And, and so my first reaction was I was I was really excited for the company to be able to to bring Troy uh, over to ESPN because he, to me, he's, he's not only was he an incredible player, one of the best to ever play the position, but, but also he's obviously a great uh, broadcaster. 
Um, so I was fired up for him. And then I, you know, I, I did think a little bit of, you know, as much as I love college, I'd stay in that space just the rest of my career and would have been very content. I just thought, okay, well, all this talk, cause there was always talk about the potential of Chris and I may be doing Monday night football. Clearly that's gone. Um, so, you know, I guess I'll just college space is, was basically my reaction. And then, um, your friend and mine called me, uh, like the day after, or maybe two days later. And said, "Hey, I I got a call from uh, from uh, the Amazon folks, and they they uh, just want to check out, see what's going on." And I I honestly didn't even really, I wasn't like, "Oh, this is great." It wasn't anything like that. I was like, "Oh, okay." And then like a day or two later, he said, Here, "You know, we got we potentially have a firm offer," and so it moved very very fast, um, and to the point where I you know I had to really start to re- think about, can I do this? Can I physically do? Thursday night game preparation that it takes to get ready for a Thursday game and then do all the other stuff I was already doing, which takes up most of my week. And then, you know, I, I obviously decided yes and kind of pride myself on my preparation. And then Al Michaels became part of it as well. And then it was like, to me, I don't care if I have to work seven days a week, 15 <laughs> hours a day to have a chance to work with Al Michaels, uh, just a legendary broadcaster, one of the greatest to ever do it. Uh, just an honor to even to even be in the booth with him. Um, so then it was even more of a no brainer for me. So here we are, you know, a couple of weeks later, we, we make the announcement and, and now it's it's a go. You know, so I'm excited to, to and Freddie Gadelli, who's the, the producer of, of Al's game with Chris on, on Sunday is going to be over as well. Um, so, man, they're, they're putting together just a dream team behind the scenes, not to mention have Al there. Uh, I'm looking forward to being a part of it. And uh yeah, we're going to we're going to we're going to try to do something that, you know, there's never been streaming done with the NFL and really any mainstream sports in America. And so it's a new endeavor for, for Amazon Prime. And uh, to be at the beginning of it uh, has me has me fired up. But it's going to be a lot of work, obviously. Uh, but, yeah, it's going to be a great time. You don't have to tell us. Um, by the way, that's amazing. They're making they made the right decision. Mm-hmm. I think allegedly they were honed in on Troy Aikman. And then when Troy goes to ESPN, in our eyes, we're like, oh, they're going to pick somebody terrible. Like, this is just how it's going to be. And I know you don't watch as much NFL as we do. There's a lot of terrible teams in the NFL. It's not an easy job. What you make look very, very easy on Saturday nights alongside Chris, and whenever you had to do Monday Night Football, you had that Giants-Steelers game, I think. You made it just look so simple. It is a very difficult job. You have a great feel for it. I think you speak to the layman's. You know, you speak to humans that might not necessarily know everything, and you have a good feel, which we are very thankful for. So whenever your name was brought up, I think we brought it up, and then you <laughs> got immediately got in, interviewed for it, and then you get the gig. The NFL community is fucking thankful, dude, because Thursday night we got you and Al, okay? Sunday night we got Tariko and Collinsworth. Then Monday night we got Joe and Troy. It's like the NFL... We're back. Yeah. It. We're back. Woo. You know what I mean? And, and you said like it's a dream to work with Al. Al told us his first ever World Series was for the Cincinnati Reds in 1972. I know yeah. you're a diehard Reds fan. Had you and Al known each other beforehand? Are you all everybody obviously loves Al Michaels, but have you guys had a personal relationship before this? And how will you build up chemistry? No, man, and uh, that's such a big part of it, in my opinion, if they're doing 26 years of this. Because you know, I, I worked with Brent Musburger as well. And I, I, you know, I grew up watching him the way I grew up watching Al, and I didn't know him. And, and so my big thing to my producer was, man, I, I got to go to some dinners, you know, Friday nights. Let's go to dinner. Let, let's try to, 
you know, become friendly. You know, we, we, you're not pre- kind of pretending to have chemistry, but it just you start to get to know each other. You get to know, you know, you tell stories about each other, your families, and you just start to become friends more than anything. And the only way we can do that is to spend time together. And so that's what my hope is. I, I always have watched Al. I've, I've gone all the way back to really the 1980 Olympics. You know, you believe in miracles like most Americans. And he's been an icon in my mind from that point on. Uh, not to mention, you mentioned the, the the red stuff, which would be fun to talk to him about. But now I, I, I did a few Zooms with him. Look, I'm going to meet with him uh, in, in, a, in about a week out in L.A., uh, go to dinner. Uh, but no, I'm looking forward to building that relationship and, and hopefully becoming friends. And uh, and I think that'll pay off on the air. But uh, yeah, I I, uh, I think that that like just like you guys, I mean, part of what makes you guys great is you can tell when the camera's off and you guys are done for the day. Your friends, you know, it comes. Well, not Connor. We hate him. Oh, yeah, <laughs> just me. No, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just. Yeah. But you can right, tell yeah. your boys, and you can't fake that. that. <laughs> and if, if you have that, man, I, I think it goes a long way. Like with Joe Buck and, and Troy, don't they seem like they're friends? Chris mm-hmm. Collinsworth and Al Michaels, they just come across. I, I think it's, when you're an analyst, you never talk down to your viewer. You, you almost like want to pull chairs around everybody and like, like, come on, you guys check this game out. Like you're talking with them instead of talking down to them. And uh, that's part of the when you said you talk in layman's terms, that's that's part of what I've always wanted to do is whether it's my wife listening or a coach listening. You don't want to talk about three techniques and inverted safeties. You, you want to talk about the game in a way that people can uh, can understand it. You know, and, and that's that's really what I try to pride myself on. Well, you're natural, too. Like, you have a great delivery, a good cadence. And whenever you talk about, like, get, uh, gathering a chair, not talking down, my big thought on these commentators is, like, hey, you're setting the tone for everybody that's watching the game. You know, like, I am watching a game with you. Whether Like, whether I like it or not, I am being forced to watch a game with you. And I think a lot of these people forget that, that get on. Not a lot, I'm sorry. A lot of the people that stink, they forget, like, hey, this show isn't about you. Like, this show is about all the people that are currently and trying to enjoy it. So, like, a bad game, you got to make better, right? Like, isn't that, like, that is something yep. that you actually have to do, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and I think the other thing is you get out of the way, you know, the, the best you can. Um, you know, I, I think laying out and, and letting people hear the crowd after a big touchdown or a, or a big sack or a turnover or a game-winning field goal or whatever it is, you know, you, you have to have – you have to try to remember what it feels like to be on the couch, you know, watching the game. And um, you, your, your brain is full of so much information based on your preparation. You know, picture it. You watch film like you're a player. Um, you, you get a chance to sit down with coordinators from both sides of the ball. Oh, inside information, too. You got to yeah. balance that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you have all this information. You want to share it. And then you have to, like, use 10% of it. Yeah, you have to know where to kind of draw the line, you know, because you don't want to just talk the entire broadcast. So the, the, the most challenging thing for me will be Al and Freddie, the producer, have worked together, I think, for over 20 years. And, you know, they first worked together with, Al, with John Madden when, when Al was with him. And then when Chris took over for John, for, for John Madden, uh, they were continuing to work together. So there's a credible bond and chemistry. So I have to kind of learn their their kind of way and rhythm of doing a broadcast. Is that going to fuck you up with Chris on Saturday night? Is that going to fuck you up? No, I don't think it will, man, because Chris and I have worked together for so long. Um, I I, I think it'll be a different, it'll be a different balance. It'll be a different rhythm to it. 
But, um, you know, you just have to adjust. That, that's all. At the end of the day, you have to adjust. I'm not going to sit here and say, this is how I do a game. And whoever <laughs> I work with has to adjust to what I do. I would never do that. I'm very, very kind of deferential and being uh, I have to look in the mirror and say, I'm the one that's going to have to adjust to the play by play guy. You know, he, he's kind of running the point and, and I'm adjusting to what he does and do the best best uh, that I can. So I think one of the things that you do that is incredible is you seem to know everything about everybody that's on the field and you don't rub it in our faces that, you know, it's just kind of like a casual thing. And it's impossible to do in college because these teams turn over so quickly and it's a whole new batch. The NFL, have you had to dive into all the drama, the storylines, who did what, how they went, and everything like that? And when will you start doing that before next season? I mean, there's a lot of talk right now, right? I mean, they're having their league meetings right now. Uh, Matt Rule is aged like a president, by the way. Hey, we hope Matt Rule's okay. Hey, Rule, we hope everything's okay, coach. We love you, man. But we're just, from the outside looking in, it appears as if you're going through some shit. And we know the NFL is tough, but good luck. But like the overtime rules and everything that changes and everything going on and the hirings and every are you gonna do you keep up with that already or is that something you feel like you have to add in there or is it like i don't want to know too much like how will you balance oh what, no yeah that's a great question i mean i i just think like you my hobbies kind of keep me up with a lot of this stuff but where i'll have to really roll up my sleeves with the nfl will be not so much familiarity with the with the players because i, I do know that a lot but schemes um, you know, whether it's the defense or the offense, the structure of the offense and how they like to attack, how the defenses try to slow you down, red zone, third down, stuff like that. But also the rules. You know, the rules in college and pro are, are different in some key areas. Oh, yeah. So I just want to be kind of dialed in on that, you know, and, and sit down with a rules expert. And uh, But as far as some of these storylines, like there are big stories. I mean, these quarterbacks moving around, Deshaun going to Cleveland. I mean, there's, there's – uh, monumental yes. uh, changes that are happening right now, uh, but you know that that's just more of just gathering intel as you go, and then when you get ready for your game, you know obviously be loaded up and and ready to go. But um, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, I, I, like you said, I've I've done college for so long. Uh, I, I've got a, a chance to dabble. Last year, did the, uh, the the Chiefs and the Broncos, that's did the awesome. Steelers and the Giants. You're awesome, and I think mm-hmm. those experiences probably made me more interested in, in potentially doing this down the road. I think I've, I've told you that in the past. But again, with the hope of never giving up on college. I, I just College has always been just growing up you know, in Ohio. It's always just been my passion, man. And, and I, I don't think that'll ever change. Um, but I'm really looking forward to kind of learning the, the kind of the nuances and the game that you know behind the scenes about the NFL. Yes. I'm looking forward to getting clo- much closer to the, to the product and, and falling in love with it, you know, that much more. Well, that's the uh, it's going to be fun to watch you do this. And has it been announced how many years you'll be there? Are you announcing that or no? Yeah, I, I, five year deal. Uh, hey, <laughs> hey. <laughs> oh. And was there any other announcements about your business as of late, too? Any other deals? Yeah, ES, ESPN. I, I re-upped there for, for five years, too. Wow. Hey, what's that uh, gif? That dude just hops into the gold. Oh, yeah. Oh. Dark, or Darkwing Duck. Yeah, or absolutely. It is. Whichever yeah. duck it is. Hermay! Hey, man, you deserve it, dude. Hey, yeah, come were- on, dude. 
Let's go, bro. Turkey money. <laughs> Ten bro. years worth of deals. Yes. Five years of time. Let's go. <laughs> hey. We are hey, sp- look at you got me doing right now. You got me <laughs> doing <laughs> Hey, listen, just walk right over to that bank here in about a year and say anything will happen. You deserve it, dude. You honestly deserve it. And I'm happy that we're at a time now where I feel like networks are starting to realize that the people that are calling games are very important. Mm-hmm. And if it wasn't for some mistakes that were made in some very prominent games, I don't think this would ever happen. So as soon as we see well, the way the market was going off air, we didn't say it on air the first day. And I was actually like bummed. I actually like, uh, I said to the boys like, Hey, we f- kind of fucked up. We forgot Kirk mm-hmm. off air. We are like, this is good news to be Kirk. This is a good time yeah, to be Kirk sure. Herbstreit, but not just you, Kirk. I am also selfishly looking, you know, <laughs> you know, there is other people that are watching this that are like, oh, maybe in the booth four or five years. <laughs> what will the numbers be like mm. then? So congrats to you. We're all very, very thankful for you. The boys have some questions, Kirk. Go ahead, Tom. Yep. Kirk, not yep. that it's going to be, that how much easier does it make it that you've been doing college game day and college games for so long and, and preparing for the draft coverage and stuff like that? So like, the players and stuff like that, you'll know all of this. You'll have more, you'll probably have more background info than the current NFL announcers because you've been following these kids for a while. Yeah, I, I think that's a big part of um, when, what, just what I noticed when I did those two games. And, and I didn't really plan on it. I didn't really think much about it. And I asked you guys, I mean, I'm not sitting there constantly wanting to bring up stories about these guys from college, obviously. <clears throat> but there are just built-in memories that just, just kind of trigger um, about something they did. Hey, it was a nice added detail. Yeah. Nobody else did it. That's why it was nice, I think. Yeah, and, and I, again, I, I'm not, I didn't really go in with a plan on doing that. There was just a guy would make a play and somehow or another it, it would just kind of come out. And I want to be careful of that because I, I would ask, let me ask you guys, the NFL fan, if we took a poll from, from you know, the East Coast to the West Coast, every team, what percentage of NFL fans do you think is a crossover where they're passionate college football fans and passionate NFL fans? What percentage do you think are, are diehard for both? Like, I watch both. You guys probably watch both, I'm guessing. Um, what, what percentage? Like, you get to the Giants and the Patriots. I don't, I don't, do they really watch college football? So no. what percentage would you oh, it's say? It's regional. It's regional. But you would know this information more than us, I think, just because you've been so deep in the college football world. To be honest, I grew up in Pittsburgh, right? P- Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania is an NFL and NHL town, right? Mm-hmm. That It is an NFL town, NHL town. So everybody I knew, it was NFL talk because of how big the Steelers were. So once I then I go to West Virginia, which, by the way, West Virginia, the Harvard of West Virginia, mm-hmm. it was the only team in the state, basically, so everybody came. But whatever we played in games, it was kind of big. Then I go to Indianapolis, more of a cult city when i did game day and we traveled to some of those places i was like oh shit i had no idea college football had it like this like i I think i had no idea that college football had it like that but i don't think that should matter like i don't think the crossover should matter because the nfl fan and i might be speaking out of pocket here but if we can learn something new about somebody like that's good because these are professional athletes now not that the college athletes aren't impressive but these are the greatest athletes on the planet like in the crew of those. So an added detail of it, when he went to this school and did something, like all that information is good. That's not bad. Like, I don't think you're just trying to appease the college fans there. I think the NFL fans will enjoy to learn more, but it can't be fucking your entire thing though. You don't want to be that guy. No, not not at all. But um, I was just curious, you know, with with the, uh, because college, you know, you go down to Tuscaloosa or Baton Rouge or, or places, you know, if you took a New York Giants fan who's never been to a college 
football game. Right. It kind of looks at college football like it's, you know, the JV. And they went to Baton Rouge and watched a night game against Florida. They, I think they would walk away like, like Steelers you fan. You drop a Steelers fan in one of the, like at the place I was at, Steelers would be like, well, I ain't barking. I'm an adult, but I have a lot of respect for these fans. <laughs> you know, like that is, honestly, you're right. You're 100% right. It's fucking insane down there. Yeah. I, I think it's the closest to like premier soccer in Europe, you know, in, in our country, college football, you know, certain fan bases. I mean, it's and I think the NFL gets there, whether it's, you know, a Monday night game, a Thursday night game, you get into the postseason. I think you kind of ramp up some of the emotion. But college football, man, I mean, it's it's week one. You know, they, they are uh, out of their minds with with, uh, with energy. But as far as your, your question, I, I think it'll help me a lot just doing those two games. I just felt. You know, when you're calling a game and it's Saquon Barkley or it's Patrick Mahomes or these guys that you've just known their entire career, it definitely allows you, instead of having to read up on some of these guys, you already know going all the way back to their freshman year in college, kind of their story. Yeah, highly recruited guy, or not a lot of people like this guy. Yeah. Like, he was uh, kind of looked overlooked. He was a walk-on. Like, that. those types of information that build up the characters that are professional athletes are just, yeah. it's awesome. It's- Adversity that they faced or, you know, you know, maybe they didn't face any adversity or whatever, whatever their storyline is. It just allows you to understand a little bit more about their journey, you know, and, and their path to where they are currently. Everybody faced adversity, even those people that are on top of the world, you know, because the pressure of staying on top is always a fucking, yeah. I'd imagine. Nightmare. I've gotten very lucky to meet the people, some of the people that are at the, uh, you know, like, hey, this person is the blank of sport like i've gotten a chance to meet like said person a couple of times such interesting people man just they know it they all know it but that pressure to stay up there just keeps them up at night like it's like you now you have to live up to what is being said about you for however long it is i have the i have a lot of respect for that as well but man i'm so herbie by the way of college football. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> you're yeah. the current history of college football because you know that everybody's expecting that out of you every single week on the institution of college football. So that drives you to watch more film, I assume, mm-hmm. do more and everything like that. That pressure is not easy to handle as well. You have done that glowingly. College game day, huh? Mm. Back in front of full crowds, probably. Yeah. You're going Thursday night football on Amazon in uh, some awesome city. I-, I can't wait for you to experience like Bill's Moth Yenzer's late, you know, like late in the season when it's cold as hell and there's no reason for the people to be as drunk as they are and crazy as they are. How about Green Bay? You're going to love Baltimore, by the way. Don't let it slide. Baltimore Ravens fans, awesomely negative yeah. <laughs> like that is like that is that is what you want in the whole thing we're excited for you herbie a couple more questions go ahead ty herbie you're obviously the consummate professional best at what you do so i don't think this will be an issue but is there any concern with how much you actually have to prepare for game day when you're going through the entire slate that thursday doesn't become kind of just like a side gig and you kind of end up pushing it away like obviously i don't think that's the case you you mentioned how excited you are to work with al but have you thought about that at all that like how much time you actually have to put in to prepare for game day. Is that going to be different than how much time you're going to have to put in for these Thursday night games? That's a great question, man. I, I, the one thing I'm anxious about is getting into a, a routine. Um, I, I've just had my same routine and I, and I known what Sunday looks like. I know what Mondays look like. I just, I, I've just known it. And now it's all going to change. I've written it down. I've looked at a calendar. I've, I've, I've done that several times trying to look at my Sunday. You know, Sunday for me has always been a veg day, like just unplug, get home at usually two in the morning, 
And, you know, I, I haven't slept. And Sunday, I'm just kind of like half awake, half asleep, watching a game, hanging out with my wife and my kids. And now it can't be. You know, I'm, I'm working a short week on a Thursday. So Sunday, if I'm doing, you know, Bills against Seahawks or whatever it is, I'm watching those games. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm actually like in dialed in on Sunday to the two teams that I'm going to be calling. And then Monday, I, just knowing how I am, I'm going to be incredibly anxious to work with Al. And I'm going to be working um, probably too much. For, for that's, I, that, I was just thinking about that. Like, what is it? You're just going to be housing douche, 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 yeah. douche coffees. Like, well, I, I mean, this is going to be a thing. It's going to be a yeah. real thing. I, Sunday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday is, you know, you're, you're, you're going to be dialed in to trying to balance all of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but really looking at that Thursday game the first few weeks, uh, you know, on, on all the three of those days, I'll have Zoom calls and things like that with game day and the game that I call on Saturday night um, on those two days as well. Wednesday, I'll leave town to go to, to wherever the, the Thursday night game is. And so that'll be a travel day and a, and a prep day. You know what that's like, you know, Pat, when the, the broadcasters of the game, they go to practice. It's like a walkthrough. And then you visit afterwards with, with uh, you know, with the quarterback, the head coach, you know, defensive guy. And, you know, got to fit in a dinner on Wednesday night with, with Al, which I really want to do. And. And but it's just it, I love to answer this question like week three, you know, <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to balance them all, but I'm, I'm I know I will. I'm just looking forward to kind of finding that that routine. But uh, I will not I will not put everything into Thursday and, and, and shortchange game day or shortchange. Saturday night, I'll, I'll I'll be dialed in on all three. Yeah, or vice versa. The, the interesting thing is it'll work out because it has to. You know, like I assume you'll even like as you're reading your rhythm, you'll be like, oh, I don't think I did enough for this last yeah. week. Let's do that. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm very excited to watch you piece it together. Are you a dry erase board guy? Like, will you visualize all of this? Will you type it? What do you do with your life? Are you, are you a super scheduled human being? When it comes to this, uh, I am. Uh, I, no, I'm, I'm, I'm a old school. I like to write things down. You know, I, I like to get uh, notepad and I'll just go through different versions of you know, what the week will look like. And, and then I'll just kind of, as you just said, I mean, I'll, I'll tweak it based on how the week uh, goes those first two or three weeks. Um, but I, I have an idea of how it's going to go. But it, until you experience it, you know, you, you really don't know. You, you guys what time do you wake it. up? What time do you wake up in the morning? And is it an alarm? How do you wake up? You no, not- I, I, I'm up at like six. My, I'm up early. Um, you like the mornings or you just, you're up? Do what in the morning? You like the morning or no? I, I'm not a, I don't have a problem with, I don't drink coffee. How about that? But I, I don't have a, I don't. <laughs> green tea? Do you do green tea? Yeah, I drink like green tea or water. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So like, I'm oh, yeah. not like a health choice. I just, when I was a kid and I, maybe in college I tasted coffee and I was, I just didn't like it. So I've just never, never gone back to it. But uh, mornings aren't a problem for me. You know, I, 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 uh, the, my biggest problem is sleeping through the night. Yeah, me too. Like, cause I, I, I think, uh, just being anxious mm-hmm. and thinking about things and, you know, I, I can fall asleep in the blink of an eye, but then, you know, an hour or two later I'm up, oh you know, God. and, and then I have a hard time going to sleep because I, my brain's constantly, especially in the season, it's just constantly thinking about something I got to do or, or, you know, a report I've got or whatever it might be. But, um, if I could turn my brain off, that would be great. But yeah. it just does 
I'm sure you experienced the same thing. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say, I'll, I'll start texting you during the season whenever I'm having those same things just to see if we're having to sync up at the same time. Herbie! <laughs> what's going on? Like 3.15 a.m. Just some random number yeah. to you wake up. three Herbie, what's going on? Yeah, I'm up for at least the next two hours because my brain wants to figure out right now how we're talking about whatever it is it's a gift and a curse man it it is i can't wait to see you balance your energy because i remember that one fall when i was doing get up on mondays in new york and i was doing my show from new york and then hopping on a plane we'd fly back tuesday wednesday fly to the thursday night football thing do the show from the back of a box truck on thursday then fly back after that game to uh indy then there for a few weeks getting the invite to college game day which was awesome flying to wherever game day was on sunday when like okay this is what my show is about oh I was dead. I mean, just absolutely dead. I gained like 80 pounds, I think. I think I get, remember you and me on the national championship right beforehand. Uh, we literally said, we're going to lose some weight this offseason. <laughs> yeah. We're literally having that full conversation. I'm excited to see you handle that whole thing. But, dude, dude, here's the thing. You set your mind to do it. Like, if if you did what you just described in the offseason, when, when there was a little bit of downtime, whenever that might be for you, it's like your brain – you set your mind for what it needs to do and you can go on a plane and sleep for two hours and get up and, but you know, it's just, I don't know. It's like, it's like you can go on adrenaline when you, when you set your mind to something. And if you tried to do that when it was downtime, you, you would just be dead. You couldn't do it. But there's something about adrenaline that's your best friend. You know, when you go through what you're describing, thank God it's, you know, only for four months. I mean, you couldn't do it for, for 12, but, uh, that's what's really carried me. I think, honestly, I'm not just saying this, loving the game as much as I do yeah. is my adrenaline. And that allows me to kind of just not worry about sleep or not worry about what I'm eating or you just you just go because just because you love doing it. And I talked about this on my Instagram yesterday. It's like what I watched my dad do, like my dad was a truck driving mover. Okay, he was a long haul truck driver and a mover at the same time. So what are the two like worst jobs? Okay, probably mover would be the worst job of all time. Nobody likes that. No. And then truck driving, you're like on a road all by yourself, basically. For he 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 was that right. So whenever I get like see somebody who is potentially in a job that is not like, mm-hmm. you know, no, oh man, I don't know if I can go today or whatever. It's like. Uh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, this is not actual work, right? Like, what we get to do is not actual work. But managing your energy energy so yeah. you can be worth a shit is so fascinating. Like, it's been a constant battle for me as well. Uh, that's why, like, looking up to a guy like you, who last year, your schedule, once we got to see it, I'm like, oh, my God, this dude's on the road, on the move. Uh, is I can't wait for you, dude. But, but what, super what, what pumped for you. Describing, what you're describing is perspective, you know, and, and that's – and just appreciation, you know, like if you genuinely have perspective and appreciation for what you do, who gives a shit that you're traveling here, you're flying here, you're yeah. sleeping on a plane. Really? Like that, that's, that's your hard time. So yeah, I, uh, I'm not saying what you and I and others do in this industry is, is easy. I'm just saying, okay, yeah. just, let's all just have some perspective and, and let's just make it work. And hey, let's, let's enjoy sports, of- by the way. Mm-hmm. Hey, we can enjoy sports. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
I mean, that is something that I almost yeah. gets lost in this entire thing is you're allowed to like enjoy it. You're allowed to be like, oh, this guy's really good as opposed to just pointing out who the really good person just beat. Yeah. Like there is, there's a way to kind of view the game in a different lens, like as a celebration. We're all so lucky. Fucking very lucky. Yeah. Go ahead, Connor. Yeah, yeah Kirk, uh, Al Michaels' former partner, Collinsworth, had a little slide in. Have you thought about doing oh. like a Herbie hop into the booth maybe when it's time and he introduces you? Man, I, I, I thought about that because I've obviously watched Chris do that a lot. I, on social media, it's been crazy. But, man, I, I mean, I would ask you guys, I'm not going to copy. It's like when Lee Corso eventually has to retire, there's no way somebody's going to come on game day and, and put on a, a headgear. Like, it, it retires with Lee Corso, right? And Chris, I'm not, you know, I'm not saying the slide and the headgear are the same, but it's, just, it's his thing, right? I'm not going to. I'm not going to do that. I, I feel like an idiot doing that, you know. Um, you imagine, hey, could you imagine you, your first game, just, you know, everybody would be like, look at this guy, stealing Collinsworth's thing. You know what I mean? Like, you, you would get buried for that. My my whole thing, my whole career is I've never had a thing. <laughs> no, no, you do. Don't you have, like, two remotes in your I feel like when they cut and where I see a photo. I have. I, here's my two things. I do have like a little remote and I have air conditioning wherever the hell I go. I have air conditioning with me at all times because I run hot. I just, it's the way I'm, I've been since I was a baby. So th those are my only two things, but I've never had a, a thing like a shtick and I, I, I'm just not, I don't think I'm talented enough. To do the way I'm talking to you guys right now is just the way I, I talk on the air too. Hold on. What was that? Uh, the school in new Orleans. Tulane. Tulane. Oh my God! I called a Tulane game on that Thursday night, and it was a little later in the season, I think. So no, I'd... it was the first one. So it was August. No, not Tulane. Then was it Tulane? Uh, yeah, it's the one where you would sprint from the field up to the. Press was that box. the first? No, Cincinnati UCLA was the first one, right? Yeah. yeah. So, so it was, our, it was, so it was early though. It was, it was a third it was, one, I think. It was hot as hell down there. Yeah, I thought it was later because I thought I was fatter, but I might have just been fatter going into the season. Tulane, <laughs> hey Tulane, dude. It was oh. 7,000 degrees. That booth, it's a three-man booth. Me, Hasselbeck, Amin, two yeah. spotters, right? Hasselbeck's got a guy. Amin's got a guy. I'm in the corner down there. You know, everybody was very nice to us, but it was very hot. Man, I lost 70 pounds that night. I, that, that My suit was, like, wrapped to my arm because sweat was so thick in it. I'm like, I, I don't know if I'm going to survive this entire. Dude, dude, no one knows heat. Like, not Tulane in New Orleans, but Baton Rouge in, in September. <laughs> so you got a little box, like a window one? I mean, it, here's the thing. Air doesn't move. Like, there's, it's almost like, is there oxygen in the area that I can get? Because yeah. I can't breathe. I'm just sitting here for three hours. It's like sitting in a sauna. Set that sauna at about, a, I don't know, 140 Put your suit on. Make sure your tie is real tight. <laughs> <laughs> and makeup. And makeup. Make sure the makeup. And you're not glistening. Yeah. We got, we got lights. We got lights with more heat. Yeah. It's my. So it could be, dude, it could be 35 degrees out in Pittsburgh. And I got my air conditioning unit underneath the desk. When you come to work at game day, you're going to look at me and say, dude, you seriously got the AC on still? Yeah, I will. And you'll laugh at me. Hey, listen. You just plug it in? Is it a little bit? I, 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 I gotta, yeah, I, I heard that. <laughs> yeah, I heard the game day thing, and I was because I was wondering, like, all right, if this guy is able to plug in an air conditioning under him, it probably means can, is there an ability for me to have an air conditioning under 
a potential table if that was to be the case. You know, these are all things to think. I run very hot as well. Very, very hot, Herbie. Good. Yeah. <laughs> You'll see, they all make fun of me because I'm always getting air conditioning. And they're like Dez, especially. I mean, when I see any moisture on Dez's forehead, I'm like, I'm dead. <laughs> Dez doesn't even, Dez doesn't sweat. He lives in Miami. He never gets hot, you know, and, uh, and Pollock's the same way. So, yeah, you'll, you'll be, you'll be uh, my teammate when it comes to the AC. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of guaranteeing things there. Yeah. <laughs> the way your, your tone of saying things is very fascinating. You know, that was a very, it was almost like you were making an announcement the way you were saying it. I would like to let everybody know there's a no announcement being made. No, but I look forward to that announcement. Uh. <laughs> You're going to have me on the show when you make that announcement. Oh, man, it'll be great to have you. All right, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> yeah. uh, we appreciate you, man. You're awesome. Your dogs are awesome. Thank you for coming on the show today, man. Hey, hey, two things, two things. Number one, this is what I look at. Vinny. Oh. oh hey, 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 Bobby. Bobby. What's, What's up, dog? Theo, good boy. And here's, I don't know, here's Mitch over here. He's a one-year-old. Mitch. Oh, what up, Mitch? Wow. How's it going? He's by, a, he's by a balloon. Yeah. There he is right there. That's awesome. Hey, he's Mitch Batten, one-year-old uh, golden retriever. A lot of energy, right? I mean, that's a... Uh... lot of energy. A lot of energy. So I had to show you the boys, and then I want to wish you good luck on Saturday. Hey, Sunday. Or Sunday. Sunday. I, I know that uh, just watching you, and I know how much you, you, how passionate you are. We're talking about passion for football. I know how passionate you are about that, so... This is going to be a, a great opportunity for you to do your thing and a lot of people to watch you. I, I just want to know, you've been practicing there at your office where you're going up and yeah. you're going to do one of those deals up off the up in the air like deals. 20 feet? Deals, yeah, you Ohio guys love the word deals. Yeah. Uh, I, want to, well, I don't know what's going to happen. You know, Herbie? So I got to be ready for whatever, whenever, right. however. You know, I'm hoping this thing ends quick, you know, like a Tyson fight. You know, I, I'm hoping this is a uh, very quick, somehow kicked it ahead. One, two, yeah. three, place goes bananas, I assume. <laughs> I, yeah. But if we have to go a little longer, I am preparing myself for everything. I'm in, I, I just flexed on you there. I'm in probably the best shape I've ever been in. Honestly, probably the best shape I've ever been in. Dude, you look, you're shredded right now. Thank you. I should have done this in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I should have. It's working. It's working, whatever you're doing there. Now, this guy's a smart ass, right? This yeah. guy that's smacking you across the head, and he's, he's kind of taunting you a little bit. Three times, Herbie. Two in the, this side, one in this side. He's a young little punk. You know, he doesn't know what he doesn't know. I, I don't know how he's going to be 10 years from now. I assume when I was 24, there's a chance I was a little punk bitch, too, to certain people. He's Vince yeah. McMahon's kind of right-hand guy, too, mm -hmm. so he's, he kind of wield, wields the power of the boss over your head. He's a bitch. You know, that's what he is. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I'm I'm doing what a lot of people want to do, Herbie. That's what I'm I'm getting a chance to do what a lot of people want to do on Sunday. So um, I got to do it for all of us. That's gonna feel good. I oh. cannot wait to watch this. Man, thank you, Herbie. Are you gonna talk a lot of shit? You think like after you beat him, you're gonna grab the mic and talk trash, or what are you gonna do, Herbie? I was pretty uh, chatty guy in all sports that I played. Yes, I was pretty chatty. <laughs> Not negative though. Always no? just oh, oh no, always very positive. Ooh. <laughs> hey. But, Fun with the mic, like when you were at the draft in Nashville, and you yeah. said you probably don't know who I am Bingo. because I was a punter, and we didn't punt very often when we played the Titans. Yes, like, it's like that. Hey, and good you, delivery, by the way, yeah. by you. Yeah. And also, that, that joke, pretty high. I mean, pretty high level joke there. <laughs> that was. Uh -huh. that was now that was a great moment, and half of them didn't even know what you meant. You know, it was no. it was just kind of. A, 
right over top. Of yeah, but hand. Herbie, Herbie, let's do. I'm going to talk about this, and uh, I don't know if I should tell you this now or later. But everything I do is for the internet. So like, everything I say is for the internet. Everything I do is for the internet. Every like that draft speech, hundred percent, just for the internet. So it's like I, I want the live audience to have a good time. And that makes for better internet, by the way, if the people in the building are doing it. But I know that my words will eventually get picked apart in a tweet, probably. So that is really, uh, you know, my entire thought process almost every single day, you know? Yeah, well, that, that's part of it. You've handled that really well. I mean, it's a balancing act because you're trying to please two parties, you know, the live audience yes. and then also the internet. Yeah, but if the never- live audience is having a good time, the internet's having a good time. Yeah. You know, I think that's what gets missed. Like, the pe- if, the, if the people there are having the time of their life. That's a better vi- like that's a better mood to watch a video in. Like I just yep. think it kind of all ties in, you know. Yep. Yeah. Right. No doubt. You're, You're gonna the crush best. it, man. I hope so, I'll be, dude. I'll be dialed in. Hey, I've been training. You know I mean? Oh yeah, <laughs> I've been training, Herbie. All right, dude. Have a good one. <laughs> Thank you for like the hour conversation. Congrats on Amazon. Congrats on ESPN. Oh, 10 years worth of deals in five years. Herb Street got the Brinks truck delivered. Yeah. Woo. Congratulations. You're the best. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Amazon Prime Thursday Night Football uh, analyst and college game day host and college football night in America. Mm-hmm. What's your Saturday night game called? Uh, it's just Saturday night primetime, ABC. Wow. Carcar for you. Today's show is sponsored by the best ticket app on planet Earth and uh, the moon. That's SeatGeek. Uh, they usually do first time codes, for, but for listeners and watchers of this show, you get 10% off at the link in the description below here. Uh, Where's for WrestleMania, the NBA, what? NHL, what? concerts, and of course, March Madness. The, boy use, uh, the boys use SeatGeek for SmackDown over at the Barclays, and they had an absolute blast. Is oh, that right? Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Tone Diggs, is that your first wrestling event? No, but. As an adult? First one that you were calling it. Remember, we. we oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We went to Randy Orton. It was awesome. Yeah, Randy Orton was super cool. They had a suck at camp. It was sick. You guys got on. Oh, yeah. I was so happy. <laughs> I was so happy. We were in the middle of like actually going through something during a commercial break. And then there's a socket cam happening, and it's on the big screen at the top of the stage or whatever. And uh, I like look down, and all of a sudden, four wide, all of them just, or five wide, just doing the full. There's a couple of these. It was awesome. I immediately looked to them. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. Live events are awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. They are incredible. Uh, remember to use the link whenever you're buying tickets. You're alive, but are you living? Go live and experience something live. From an attic in Ohio, ladies and gentlemen, Aaron James Hawk. Yeah! Yeah! What's up? What's up, dude? How you doing, man? Good. What's happening? Is this a bit? What are we doing? Well, you tell me. (laughs) I mean, you came in, you know, really swinging the bat this morning. What's up, dude? What's up, bro? So it's real? He actually hit him? Is that a real thing? Oh, Dude, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. absolutely. He didn't I, make good contact, though. No, and his feet. Did, did you Did you hear It was like a movie slap, though. How he slapped him almost looked like a movie deal, How he, the whole presentation yeah. of, of it. Yeah, and his, his feet were, like, weird. For somebody that trained boxing, allegedly, right, he forgot all of it in an instant whenever he was going to bat for his, his... His feet were, like, almost, like, up in the air, flat almost. 
What you would. Well, it was probably though to his credit. There's probably those dress shoes that are very slippery, mm. especially on that stage. So he probably couldn't like pivot very well. Sure. Funny you say that. He had boots on, I believe. Mm. He had like some patent leather boots, I think, because I actually checked out his costume that he posted on Instagram. Said uh, we got all dressed up to choose chaos or something like that because his walk was a little bit like Carson Wentz as well. They seemed to be a little thicker. I think he was wearing boots. I'm not 100 percent sure. Uh, but yeah, his feet were just in a weird, it was just uncomfortable. At what point did you think he decided he was going to smack him too? Because Jada looked at him, you going to let him speak about my <laughs> alopecia like that, make jokes. And he goes, well, shit. All right. So he gets up and he goes over there. He's trying to figure, you think he's like slower walking at some points, like taking shorter strides because mm. he's trying to buy time to figure out what he's going to do. And when did he switch from fist to slap to that kind of hit? And Chris Rock, by the way, just ate that thing, which, you know what I mean? So people are saying was he, he braced for it. Like, was well, he leaning in because he thought Will was going to say something to him? Uh, yeah, I, I he think. Because he probably had ears in too, so he probably couldn't hear. Yeah, Chris was laughing the whole way as he was walking out. Oh, yeah. And people saying he braced for it. Remember, when that son of a bitch Austin smacked me, Mm -hmm. you see something. You know, like Mm a natural human instinct is something is moving. Basically the same situation we have here. Essentially. I mean. Very very similar. It actually is. Yeah, except for Austin, like, backed up. And Will turned and, ha-ha. Gotcha. (laughs) I mean, it's it's the whole situation. I, I didn't. I. I still don't know what to believe. I didn't see it live. I mean, the show was amazing other than that. that we all know that. But uh, I saw it this morning when I got up. I saw everything about it. And I'm like, well, this is great for the Oscars. Gives them a bunch of pub. I think it's going to be great for Chris Rock and his career. Not like he need any help. He will run with this and he will use it and it'll be awesome. I think Will Smith's even going to come out like he's going to be fine. Now, Diddy, Diddy said they made up at the gold yeah. party, dude. Yeah, so, it's going to be fun. It's going to be like a bit they do on SNL eventually or something. Well, probably this weekend. Yeah, this Chris, yeah. Chris Rock, yeah. Chris Rock uh, has a new comedy tour coming. So I believe it's coming to Indianapolis. There's going to be five to eight. Yeah, at least. for sure. Maybe 15 to 20. I was going to say, this could be like a big chunk of that. Will Smith is probably on the horn with Chris Rock. Like, hey, can't have you be doing 15, 30. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It was a bad night. I made a Yeah, well, Jada, well, so if he talks about this a lot, will Jada be mad if, if Chris Rock has this in his new special? And She'll probably have him at the uh, red, red table yeah, again. for sure. Uh, That'd be sweet. That's, so much, well, that's an interesting choice, by the way. What, the red table? Yeah, just that, I don't know. Well, I guess it's a good, people can look up to it and understand that people in very successful positions are going through similar things that they are, I guess is sure. a good thing. But also like, uh, I don't know. You really think people can relate to their entanglements with other people and how they talk about it? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's what they think though. Like, Hey, people need yeah. to hear that we go through stuff too. Yeah, uh, that's maybe that's what they think for me. I'm just like, and I think it's because Tom Griswold of the Bob and Tom show told me this one morning when I was on Bob and Tom, something happened where a story took place and he wasn't talking to me. He was talking about another guest and he said, Hey, the world and people have enough shit, you know, just make them laugh. And that has become something that I've actually thought about, like just bringing more drama to the world, I think is such a, an aggressive move. Cause you got to live with it like every single day. And I, I think I don't know how people choose to just live in that type of shit every single day, but I guess there's a lot of reality TV stars that do and everything like that. But you would think they don't have to, so why would they want to? It's almost like uh, they just enjoy it, I guess. I don't know. I, I don't understand the people that enjoy it living it in like bullshit. therapeutic for them, maybe? For the people that are doing it? That are, okay, you, like 
Will Smith's wife and Will, like getting all this stuff out. Will wrote a book talking about a lot of it, I guess, recently, didn't he? Like, yeah, I he had to like get his side them, of it. I, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Jada probably made him write that book. What's, what's going on? Probably. What's going on? There's, yeah. there's no reason to bury old. What was her reaction? I'm trying to figure out what she was doing throughout all this and even after, like, with the, the clips when Will was getting calmed down by, uh, what, Tyler Perry and she, Denzel. Denzel. Yeah, That's she was a going, power she group was going, right there. Yes. Yes. She rolls her eyes. perfectly. She rolled her eyes big time, like, yeah. right after Chris Rock made the joke and they did the two shot right. on Will and her and Will's laughing and she just, like, rolls her eyes. And then I'm assuming when they cut away, she was like, hey, go fucking slap him in the mouth. Now. So you think she said, hey, go write a book, Nick, because that happened? <laughs> he does everything she tells her. Hey, Will, sit uh, in the corner and watch. Uh, we're going to go uh, to the yeah, Jesus yeah, Christ. Uh, hey, some people are into that, man. Yeah, we don't know if that's true, right? That never Can't came judge. out. That yeah, we don't know if it's true. Entire... He's passionate, though. There's no Wells there. I guess Chris Rock has taken a shot at her at the Oscars before as well. That's yeah. a lot of people are saying. Also, is this an on-site type situation? Potentially. Mm-hmm. Potentially. It's like 2018, it's you know, the whole thing. Years ago, remember when uh, she was upset that they weren't invited to the Oscars? And Chris made a joke about it? Yeah. Yeah. So Will thought he should have been uh, nominated for Tell the Truth, and he wasn't. Oh, concussion. Yeah, exactly. And then he basically said, like, hey, Jade, I don't know why you're mad. Like, you weren't getting invited anyway. Basically saying, like, you're not a good actress. You were never getting nominated for anything anyway. Oh, Chris Rock said that? (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, shit. I did not know that. Yeah. I think that was like 2016. But don't Mm -hmm. you almost expect to be roasted at these events? Like, for sure. Happens. Part of it. Yeah. I assume. You should, but Will expects to get roasted. He probably doesn't expect his wife to get roasted. Well, his wife certainly didn't expect it. Obviously, this had never passed this, and she probably was like, you going to do something? Like, like you got to do something. She probably wasn't feeling great going into it with Chris Rock up there. Hey, those award shows, and I'm going to pivot away from just the Oscars to basically all award shows, what a terrible evening. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I went to that. Have, how many have you been to? I assume you've been to numerous. I've been to some, yeah. I went to ESPYs a few times, which is more fun than a normal award show, too, though. Okay, so that was fun. All right, so. Yeah, no, it was not. But I'm saying <laughs> compared to those, it's more <laughs> like it. Bro, these are the worst. I don't know how anybody goes to them. You're stuck in tiny little seats. Nobody that goes to an award show would ever sit in the seat that they're forced to sit at at a theater or a live show fucking ever. That's why they're at the award show, right? So you're sitting in all the, I mean, granted, they had the tables and stuff, but they still had all those things in the top. And it's just uncomfortable. It's awkward. There's a lot of losers in that room, too, by the way. So it's not just the winners. You got losers scattered amongst you whose energies are always real high. Very jealous of you, too, if you win. It's an honor honor just to be nominated. Okay. (laughs) Of course. But there's people that probably love going. I guess there was a $100,000 gift bag for everybody that went to the Oscars last night that included a plot of land in Scotland Mm -hmm. so they could be. Welcome, fellow neighbors. Yeah. So you are Lord Zito. There it is. Yep. So they're, they're all made lords last night. Congrats to both Will, Jada, and Chris Rock. Nice. All becoming lords of Scotland uh, in the gift bag that they got that was worth over $100,000. A three-night stay in Scotland's Turn Castle worth $50,000 and inspired by Denzel Washington being nominated for Best Actor in the Tragedy of Macbeth. Butler service is included. Thanks for checking Ah, uh, yeah, beautiful this time of year, by the way. A four-night stay at the Golden Door Resort in California oh, worth fifteen grand. A small plot of land in Scotland, along with the title Lord or Lady of Glencoe. A $12,000 liposuction procedure. <laughs> nice. Awesome. Yeah, from yeah. Dr. Thomas Sue called yeah. Celebrity Arms. What's that all about? So they're doing, they're doing lipo in arms now? Is that what they do? Oh, yeah, this oh, yeah. stuff. Tie it up. Is it... T- 
Is that why everybody's all yoked up on Instagram out there? Oh, that makes more sense. Oh, my God. These guys do got celebrity arms. I assume there's some other doctor doing celebrity abs. Probably. Mm-hmm. Oh, and they're rejuvenating their genitals. Oh, yeah. $10,000 treatment of rejuvenation procedures uh, for yeah. Dr. Uh, Constantine Vasilevich. Yep. That's right. If I trust that guy. Oh, that's what it is, huh? Yeah. The old vag tightening thing. Mm-hmm. Well, that and also, this? I think uh, I think males can get it as well. Mm-hmm. A life, really? a life coaching. Get, get a pump set. put in the balls or what? Yeah, I think it. you just kind of lift them like yeah. in the yeah. face. Ball lift. Yeah. Yeah. A life coaching session with Coyote <laughs> Joseph worth twelve hundred bucks. Listen, when Coyote sits down with you. You fucking accomplish everything that's that right. you've ever wanted to accomplish. <laughs> we Gary we v, bring that's for sure. he or she in. Well, it's twelve hundred bucks, so let's bring him in for fifteen of them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Coyote. She, he or she. That probably covers about nine minutes with Coyote. Yeah, it's probably it's a Zoom. It's a she. Okay, Coyote Joseph is a she. That's a twelve hundred dollar ten minute Zoom call in a life coaching li- uh, session. <laughs> Popcorn. Hell yeah. Uh. Zito's doing more information on uh, Coyote, Coyote Joseph, uh, holistic coaching as well. Oh, oh right. okay. Okay. What, I don't know. What, so, what's that mean? I don't know. We don't probably know. need her, by the way, now that we're thinking about it. Like, uh, use, especially this table. Use no. Earth's minerals. And this guy in the attic over there. Yeah, for sure. What'd you say about the Use, earth? like, Earth's minerals and stuff like that to create potions. To Are they immunized? Oh. All right. Probably. Let's move on. This may be. Let's yeah, move on. Popcorn, uh, 25000 in home renovations from Mizon awesome. Construction in L.A. Uh, get yourself a little, uh, what, like a, like a grill yeah. in yeah. L.A. Yeah. Yeah. Like a little. Mizon. That's right. Like a, a new window. No, Pison. I don't know if Myzon is a Pison. Oh, but you son of a Pison. No, you're part of the Trashers. Hey. Yeah, come on, Tony. Jesus. <laughs> That's not what happened. Uh, it's one of, uh, there are, those are some of the more expensive items in the gift bags. Nominees will also get treats, alcohol, skin care items, toys for their kids, books, and other luxury items, all of which comes to $100,000. I thought $100,000 was already in there. Yeah. But Hell yeah. I guess uh, congrats to everybody out there. All right. Congrats Woo! on the nomination. That's why I'm pumped. Uh-huh. Get nominated, get your house renovated, yeah. Yeah, get your yeah. face redone, your arms dead. Mm-hmm. Get to talk to Coyote Joseph. I mean, here we go. <laughs> Just an honor to be nominated. I didn't get that to college football awards at all. What? I got forced to sit through that entire thing. You would thing. have had to pay taxes on it anyway. So. We're in L.A. out there? Oh, yeah. All that stuff, yeah. they get taxed. Like Price is Right. That's bullshit. What? Hey, people went, you know, how many heard people win the showcase showdown or whatever at the end, and they... Have to end up selling it all because hey, you got to pay sixty thousand in taxes on all this free stuff you just got. Well, yeah, the cars are normally to get people right because the cars are normally pretty expensive. So the taxes on that whole thing is going to be pretty good. So people normally just choose to sell the car, right? Just take the cash value, yep. so then they can pay the taxes out of it. I think that's a smart move. I would assume there's with one show every single day for what the last forty years with winners. I'm assuming there's some people that have mishandled their funds mm-hmm. that they have won from those game shows. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a safe assumption. Maybe. I would assume. I would assume that's the case. Ah, oh, I was going to say, ask you a question about something. I forget what it was. Oh, you win a lottery lump sum or paid out annuity? I got to sit and talk to a lawyer or somebody that knows this better that deals they with don't. the lottery. What are you doing? Me, at this stage of life, mm-hmm. give it to me forever. Yeah. It's more money, right? Lump sum 
takes a chunk off of it, but you get it at once. Yeah, a lot off of it, right? I think think it takes a lot off it. Let alone the taxes, it takes a lot. Yeah, you're right. I'm taking it. I'm just yeah. Give me the rest of my life. I don't know why people that we are very we are very much in the minority in that decision, by the way. And I think it's because if you asked us, you know, when you were the mute from Ohio State before you got drafted, and I was the guy who got forty thousand dollars out in loans so I could have a good time in college, if I was asked at the time, I think give me all of the money right now. But that guarantee of a payment at least all you got to do is survive is forever how old am i now you know how old am i oh you're guaranteeing me a certain amount of money every year for the next 30 years give me that money what give if me- the lottery dies you think and the, the lottery is gonna die what if you or me Good. and especially after this weekend i'm gonna live like i was dying give me the lump sum okay i'm not, <laughs> I'm not gonna be here in three years when that annuity's fucking still going i guess you're right because they say what 2040 or whatever is yeah. true the new y2k and i'm gonna yeah. need a bunch of money so i could pay to get into whatever secret lair everyone who survives is gonna be in so give me that now yeah it's not gonna be enough i don't think yeah that secret layer is expensive i think yeah oh, well, i don't think that. that's gonna be enough yeah shit I remember there's people with I'll build my own. big money out there. Mm-hmm. How about Elon Musk? You see Elon Musk calling out the Washington Post? Oh, yeah. Elon's pretty active these days. He is. He's calling out Twitter. He's calling out the Washington Post. Why are you what? putting stuff that's like vital to democracy behind a paywall? Elon does. Spells, or, Bezos. Spells Bezos wrong on purpose? Whoa. He said Bezos. Oh, I see oh. he just got a landing yacht for his other yacht. He doesn't need the money for the behind the paywall for the Washington Post stuff, like actual stuff that's probably good for the world that everybody mm-hmm. needs to hear that's behind a paywall that... 99% of America will never pay because they just assume that people will pick through that and bring it on to free platforms. And I think Elon says he's been doing a little snooping around, and that's also a pretty big cause for some misinformation that maybe is reported but isn't seen, I think. I'm not 100% sure I looked into it a little bit because that's billionaire on billionaire. So anytime you got two billionaires going after each other, always should watch. Always, yes. always should give a little peeksy just to see what's going on. I think I'm, I, I don't know shit about fucking this world, but that is something. So when he called out Bezos, I was like, "Oh, here we go. This is going to be a thing." Elon's been, Elon's been, hey, he's been rounding third there on a home plate trip to mm-hmm. try to really disturb some shit. I mean, he yeah. is. He's doing it out there. Joining us now is a man who <laughs> has information in a much different field, although I would be interested to hear his take on Elon and Bezos potentially getting into a little bit of a Twitter beef. I would much rather hear what the fuck's going on to league meetings. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us, NFL insider for NFL Network, NFL.com, and ho- uh, host of the weekly wrap-up with Rap Sheet and Friends, us being the friends, he being Rap Sheet. Ladies and gentlemen, Ian Rappaport. Hey, hey, so you're there. You're there again. Well, hold on. My AirPods okay? Can you hear me all right? All right. You sound good, okay? You sound good. Tim Cook got it all taken care of. Where You're at the league meetings right now. Everybody looks fantastically dressed. Where are you? Uh, I'm at the Breakers in West Palm Beach. Uh, It is where I do all my vacationing, Uh obviously. I have my boat here. I have my, my, you know, not like the big house, but the little house. You got a submarine? Um, uh, no, I do not have a submarine. Okay, um, but yeah, everything else. Has. So this is this is lovely. This is vacation. It's great. All right. So there's, I mean, we could. There's a big conversation we could have with you right there, and that is not mm-hmm. for now. Okay. Congratulations on having a great time down in West Palm Beach. Let's move on. Is anything going to come from this? I mean, obviously, there's always the coaches picture that is amazing. Matt Rule, yep. you know, seems we are all pulling for Matt yeah, Rule. Yeah. So we love, to Rule. We love Matt Rule. Okay. We hope he's okay. <laughs> uh, everybody has looked awesome. Is anything? Gonna to come from this you think that's uh vital and what is exactly happening right now i mean the as far as like football the overtime is probably the biggest news right so it's like is there going to be 
guaranteed possession in overtime? Are both teams going to be able to get the ball? Or is there going to be a situation where, kind of like we saw in the playoffs this year, where one team gets the ball, marches down, scores a touchdown, game over, and one of the best quarterbacks in the game doesn't get to touch it? Like, that's that will probably be tomorrow when that's voted on. And I know there's momentum for a change. I just don't know if there's enough momentum to get the 24 votes that are necessary. Um, so obviously that's sort of like a big pending decision that will come tomorrow. Um, that's one thing. You know, there'll be some other kind of ancillary football-related things that will come up, but that's probably the most pertinent. The other thing is the Buffalo Bills are not going anywhere. They're going to remain in western New York. And they're going to build a new stadium using $850 million of public money, which, Jesus. you know, it's, it's a thing that happens sometimes. I put the clap um, away. <laughs> Ian, but hey, what are they supposed to do? What are owners supposed to do? Pay if, for if it! The, You're a billionaire! The, or the, the city's going to give them $850 million. Nah, I'm good. Like, what are you supposed to do? Oh, yeah, you're, no, right, you're, I mean, right, you're right. You're right. No, that's the argument. People like, people like free money, and... I think in Western New York, uh, as Brandon Staley walks by me, I'm sure very happy to see you guys. Animated coach! Animated coach! Didn't see him, didn't see him. But nice, very nice guy. Um, But, I mean, you know, it's in Western New York. This was something that was important enough to put $850 million on the budget. It's not something that's going to get voted on by the fans. It is in the budget. When the budget gets approved, it'll be all good. So they are getting a new stadium uh, in uh, in Buffalo, basically, and the tables can remain, and I think it's a good thing for Bills fans, however it ends up happening. Hey, so is that just always been the status quo? And I very much understand the value that an NFL team brings to a city, okay? Like, the Colts bring so much value to downtown Indianapolis. Like, I, I think everybody who is in the league, around the league, a fan of the league, realizes that. I mean, just game days are awesome, and it's people who are spending money, by the way. The people that are going to games are people who spend money. It's good for this city. Pittsburgh, the Steelers are great for the city. I mean, there is just a lot of value up there. But has it always just been – what do you say? Up with a little bit of news. Oh. Uh, the 2024 draft – has been awarded to Detroit. Okay! Oh, Here we go! Oh, shit. Let me tell you why this is the good news. Why? Because the people at Detroit, Hell yeah. okay, yeah. deserve something great from the NFL. Yes. Mm-hmm. Think about that. The Red Wings yesterday oh. lost 11 to 2 <laughs> to the Pittsburgh Penguins. The Lions, 11 to 2. Stop. A touchdown, two point conversion, oh. and a 55 yard field goal <laughs> in there against. That is the, embarrassing. That's embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah. First time 11 goals have been scored since 2003 for the Washington. Washington Capitals or something like that in the salary cap era. They are a fucking despicable AHL franchise, uh, yeah. let alone NHL franchise. Uh-huh. Keep the octopi back into yeah. the sea. Back you guys me. stink. Come Anyways, on. how about Gino dropping a hat trick oh, on you? Wow. I did not expect to get into hockey talking, and I'm sorry we're wasting your time, but Good then the Lions so fan. Uh, I mean, the Lions fans <laughs> have had to watch this turnover after oh, turnover yeah. after turnover after turnover. Now they get to watch Hard Knocks with yeah. the yeah. Yeah. Here we go. Hard Knocks going to be a good time. Let's learn about the douche, douche, douche. douche. And now we'll actually get to see what's in that building. What has been going on? The fans are, and they get the draft. Good for the Detroit people. Yeah. Will, this, will this be the first time that the number one overall pick is in the exact in the same city as where the draft is happening? Oh, my God. That's actually a good question. Uh, no. I, 2024. 
So are they going to have the number one pick in 2020? Yeah, they will. Hard knocks. They got the hard knocks curse. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, just bet on it. Yeah. Fuck. Um, not, not allowed. Not allowed. <laughs> Congrats. Hey, nice that's job, awesome. Detroit. Good for Detroit. Hey, great piece it's of information. Also, it's also, I think, a really cool thing because, like, Detroit is probably not going to get a Super Bowl, right? I mean, I think that's ever. fair to say, but they have beautiful, be- right, ever, but they have beautiful they have facilities, one. and they're a football crazy place, and they get the draft, which is awesome. Like, that is a great play- way to show off Detroit and yeah. celebrate football. And it's Kansas City, it's Detroit, it's all the places that are awesome but probably won't get Super Bowls. It is a solid prize. Okay, so let's talk about that with what I was uh, about to ask you about. So since the Bills are building a new stadium and how much value they bring to a city, one of those values is the Super Bowl. So since it's a new stadium, I think it's one of the unwritten rules, or it actually is written in the NFL, if you build a new stadium, we'll send a Super Bowl your way. Are we looking at a potential February Super Bowl in Buffalo? Roger Goodell talks tomorrow, and I would say that will be, if I get a chance to ask a question, that will be my question, because I, that was the first thing I thought about. And like, I mean, we just did LA, it was amazing. Uh, it looked incredible, the game was good. Like, that was their prize for that mecca of football that they created in Los Angeles. Like, do the Bills, we're gonna get a $1.4 billion new stadium, open air, awesome stadium, do they get it too? And like. My first inclination will be to say, I can't imagine the Super Bowl in Western New York. On the other hand, they sort of deserve it if you get a new stadium. So, like, I don't know. I, that's a good question. Ian, you said Roger Goodell the, the speaks tomorrow. Would be amazing. I yeah. think How does that work when he speaks? Who sets it up? Like you said, if you get to ask a question, who, who do we know is going to get to ask a question? How many people get to actually fire stuff at him? And do you have to submit your questions beforehand? No, no, no. You just sort of basically the way. So like when the meetings wrap up tomorrow, um, he will get to the podium and he'll talk about all the different things like the diversity initiative that will come out at some point today. Um, He builds stadium. Uh, He will probably answer questions on Deshaun Watson. You know, is he looking at a suspension or not? There's a couple other kind of league matters um, that he will, you know, like things hanging kind of hanging over the league that are out there. Um, and basically, you'll raise your hand, and they will give you the microphone. You can ask whatever you want. Um, it's really just who picks. You know, do I get my hand up? Mm. Fat? Uh, there's a Brian McCarthy, the head of NFL PR. Sometimes will kind of like point to you. Your turn first. Then you, and you know you don't. Oh. It's also televised, so you got to get the mic so they can hear your question on TV. Um, you just got to get your hand up quick and be like, "Yo, right here, right here, right here." Like I got it, you know, and then hopefully you get called on. I attended. Uh... I forget if it was a seminar or a camp whenever I was a kid. And uh, the person who was talking to somebody in the crowd was definitely talking to the person behind the person who thought that they were being talked to. So there was two people being talked to at the same time, two different actual full celebrations to go up on the stage. One of the kids had to have their heart broken. But I can see I assume that happens a lot in this press conference. (laughs) Like you. No, 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 no. Me. Yeah. Okay. Like somebody gets jumped over, like you get punked by whoever's behind you, and they ask a bad question. Is this like Roger Goodell's Super Bowl? These things, these like he's prepping all last night for this press conference. You think this is what he's been prepping for? He's getting, you know, he's going through all different scenarios. Do they have a mock press conference? You think for him going into this? No, but I would. I, I think the Super Bowl press conference is usually bigger because it's like in a big ballroom like this. Like if you look around, like, this is pretty relaxed. I'm not even wearing a tie. Like I am not oh. wearing a tie today. That Casual. Holy shit. Casual. Yeah. All right. So that's a you know, and he will probably be. He might be in a polo. 
You know, we'll see. Um, so it's a little more relaxed usually. Super Bowl press conferences like could literally be anything, and I think he preps for that. He kind of goes through it with um, with his different people and kind of looks at all the different things that could be asked. Uh, this is this is a little more chill. What was that? What happened? Uh, that was a tweet from Mike Garofolo. Oh, he's at a pro uh, day. He is, he's at Sam Howell's pro day. Pretty interesting development. What happened? No, no, we'll see. We'll see what happens. You said pretty interesting development. Yeah. He didn't even look at yeah. it. Yeah, didn't well, even I, look at it. No, I mean the fact that no, the the Sam Howell pro day. Who's there? Who's not? Giants have like four people there. I think that's interesting. We'll see what happens. Oh, it is an interesting development. Go ahead, Ty. Rapsheet, there are still a lot of marquee free agents available. Do you expect any of these guys to sign within the next few days or weeks? Our team's pretty much just going to stand pat until after the draft. Yeah, I mean, I think probably what will happen is there'll be like a de facto deadline right before the draft. Like, let's say like the Rams and Ravens have talked to Bobby Wagner. Both have interest. Uh, I think both want the price to come down. I think he wants the price to come up. So they haven't arrived on a solid price yet. And basically what it'll be is like if you – like let's say you're Bobby Wagner and you want to join the Rams. Well, like if you don't sign before the draft, they may draft a linebacker in the whatever their first pick is, the third round or whatever it is, and that could be it. So like for a lot of these veterans, if you want a specific team – and you want to be the kind of veteran filling that role, you've got to get in now before they might take someone. Because, like, let's say you're an offensive lineman. Well, if the team drafts an offensive lineman in the first round, like, they're not signing you. So I don't know about, like, this week, but probably as we get closer to the draft and maybe, like, early to mid-April, you'll probably see a couple veterans sign. Whereas, like, there's some others, like, you know, Tyron Matthew, who, like, I don't foresee him signing for quite a while. Um. Today is going to cause no rippling developments. Is this a one-day thing down there, two-day thing down there? When will you get back to breaking news that we can use? Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm upset that you guys aren't that excited about the Bill Stadium. I know in Western oh, New York. Yeah. Well, we were pumped, and then we just heard they're not getting a Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. so. so. Um, yes. You know, these, I, I would say, like, these, you know, so this is, I got in yesterday. I'll be here till probably tomorrow night, and then we'll all kind of go back. It, it, if there's something that's newsworthy, if there's something that like demands attention, it's usually not great. Like these are, um, I think this is supposed to be like about the rules, okay. about wrapping up the season, about kind of clearing, like getting a health and safety update, and like you know announcing some drafts and some hard knocks. Like the the league seems to be in pretty good shape. The rules seem to be in pretty good shape. The football was really good this year, and the fact that there's no news here is one slightly boring. But two, also fine because it means that there's no like, you know, crazy issue that must be addressed and every media is down here waiting to see what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Ian, are there any coaches down there? Or like, what coaches can you get like an idea of who's kind of running the show? Who may be in charge or has more pull? Maybe some coaches that have been around longer. Is there anyone out there that's just kind of directing everything? Yeah. What do they meet about? Like, hey, this is how we should act. This is how we shouldn't act. Uh, so coaches are divided and every coach is here except for Mike McCarthy, actually, just kind of, oh, no. big Mike Whatever. What at Jerry Jones's yeah. league meetings. Oh, Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. Fired? I, I actually, uh, so I had lunch next to Jerry Jones today, not at the same table, but he was in the same vicinity. He knows you exist. He knows I exist. Me and Palacero were standing here and Jerry Jones was standing kind of over eating kind of over there. Um, and McCarthy, and there was a big Cowboys contingent. Steven was there, a whole bunch of other, and uh, Mike McCarthy, not here. He is 
on the road at several pro days this week and is the only head coach oh, yeah. not currently in attendance. Oh, that's mm. – is Tomlin not at these pro days? He's at he actually was asked about it and he was pissed that he had to be here. Of course he's pissed. He's like the king of pro days. Yeah. But he went I, because I, it's I, professional? Is that why? What's yeah. up with Mike so, McCarthy? Respect the shield. So Tomlin is on the competition committee. And basically that. those are the – what's up, man? Hey, what's up, dude? Oh, right, should we get I it, am dude. live right now. Arthur Smith says hello. Party! Oh, oh, send him one of those to his dad, please. Uh, he will not do that. Come uh, on, dude. You don't oh. like the troops. Wow. Wow. I like how we walked by and said, oh, I was hoping you were live. And I'm like, I'm literally live. I'm doing it right now. Anyway, <laughs> um, so guys like Tom are on the competition committee. So they are like, this stuff is really meaningful to him. So there's like a whole long, month-long process, the competition committee meeting, looking over stats, videos, data to get the rules right. And so like it usually culminates here. So like talk about coaches who have sway, like Tomlin does, Harbaugh does. Like these guys are very, very into the rules and have like a huge say in what gets passed, what happens in overtime. Like Tomlin came out today and said he is for sudden death. And I was kind of like, oh. Oh, like two kickers kicking? No, no. Don't no. know. What are you talking about? So he Tomlin is okay having just one possession overtime like it is now. If you get a touchdown, you hey, that's because he's a defensive guy. AJ, you feel the same way, don't you? I feel like a lot of the defensive Do people, you? a lot of the defensive people have come out and said like, "Hey, it's on us to make a fucking play." Like they, you know, like I think, right? AJ, isn't that something? I don't know if you feel that way or not. Yeah, I mean that's my opinion. Doesn't matter, but yeah, I, I think if you get it, yeah, if you score a touchdown, take it home. You you win. That's how defensive players in the NFL feel. Like, we have to make a stop. I it's not like you know you're that. starting on the 25. If it was college and they started at the 25 and they scored a touchdown, I get it. But you're kicking off to them. they got to go to the length of the field. That's how they feel. Yeah. No, I get it. But the game has changed. I mean, it's like every, if you have an elite quarter, if, like if you were on the Packers now and Aaron Rodgers did not get a chance to touch the ball in overtime, you would rightfully lose your mind, as would I. I don't think Absolutely. AJ. And we'd get fired, too, because we gave up a touchdown. We should have gave up a field goal and got <laughs> See, the ball back to Aaron. Yeah, that's what I was about oh, to say, Ian. Like, there's much different yeah. reasons on why you guys are upset. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He just lost a playoff game. You know what I mean? AJ did. Personally, because he's the one calling the plays. Dude. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Oh, no. Way to go, Hawk. It's basically that guy's yeah. entire fault. That's how he would view it. Right, AJ? I think that's how every defensive guy views it. Yeah, you can get a stop. You can hold him to a field goal. Yeah, see? So this is the offensive-minded Life's not NFL. fair. Life's not fair, guys. There you go. Oh, thanks. Once you, thanks, learn, once you learn that, it gets a lot easier yeah. or something like that. Go ahead, Connor. Yeah, rap sheet is Mark Davis walking around with his Xbox and dumb-dumb <laughs> lollipops in his backpack. And also, is he peacocking around because he got Devontae Adams and Chandler uh, Jones? Okay, uh, two-part question. First of all, in the um, – <laughs> Keep backpacks out of your mouth, okay? I'm a backpack guy. Oh, okay. Oh, Jesus. I will. Yeah. Oh, I smack him in my mouth, dude. The backpack slander, okay? No slander. So you can come a lot of places, but leave backpacks out. I got a great backpack. Sure. Leave backpacks out. Smack me, Rapshi. You won't. <laughs> I won't. I will not. That's true. Yeah. Um, nice yeah, I was I'm actually talking to Mark Davis earlier about, uh, <laughs> and he, he's about the Devonte trade and all that. I mean, I would say he's happy, but he also knows the realities, which are if you don't perform, if it doesn't, you know, if it doesn't work out, no one's going to be that excited. So he was, I would say, happy but a little measured. Seems more happy that he's got a coach 
GM that are on the same page working together. Like it seems to be a really good feel now for the Raiders. Um, whereas like the last two years, I would say it was not great there. You know what I mean? Like there was not, I'm not sure there were, everybody was on the same page. Now it looks like they're pushing in the right direction. And that trade was, that was monstrous. So yes to the backpack and the dumb, dumb lollipops. Yep. yep. Kind of peacocking, but mm-hmm. uh, cautiously optimistic. Boom. Cautiously optimistic. Yes, I would say. And is he, has he done, uh, got it there. <laughs> what was that? Yeah. Got it there. I'll see you guys later. <laughs> oh my God. There was something coming out of the radio. Oh, yeah, it was the Gruden. Oh, I remember uh, that. It was last year, yeah. And we yeah. Were, everybody was waiting for Mark Davis to speak. And then the first thing we heard from Mark Davis was he told reporters, I'm going to dinner, guys. <laughs> Thanks. And yeah. they just walked right I, by him in a backpack. I think that was – wasn't that right after Gruden got fired? I yes. Yeah. It, uh-huh. It was. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to say. I'm going to dinner, guys. <laughs> Thanks, man. Did we just see Ari Mirov walk by at My Sports Update? Is he a new? Is he at every NFL function now? And how scared are you? Uh, <laughs> he is at every NFL function. I would say uh, he's a very nice guy. I've met him a couple times. He wears AirPods a lot. You have AirPods. Oh, you mean he doesn't like talking? No, I'm doing a thing. I'm I'm like literally talking. He just wears AirPods. So first time I met him, I was like, hey, your AirPods still? And he's like, oh, okay, cool. Then he took it out. And then the next time we met, he still had the AirPods. He did. So hold on. Let me me talk about this because this is a real thing. We had somebody come to our uh, team. We had uh, somebody come to our team. Former locker room gave a shout to new locker room uh, and described guy like, Where's his headphones a lot? Like th- that that was how he was described. So that is somebody who is isolated, is what was basically being said. And then as soon as the person got there, by the way, they did. They wore their headphones a lot and they did not care about anybody in the locker room but themselves, it felt like, you know. But I, I enjoyed every once in a while, what are we listening to? You know, but it could never really crack through, like as, as much as anybody tried through. So that's what you're saying, huh? That's what you're indicating there? Like already yeah. doesn't like talking to anybody. That's because he's working, Ian. Yeah. I guess. I mean, and I'm not saying anything that I didn't literally say to him before when I said, hey, you're still wearing your AirPod. But it's still like, it's a little, you know, it's a little something. Yeah, it's like, hey, you're in the networking biz. He's in the accruement of information biz. Uh He needs to hear every, he actually has two different podcasts going in each AirPod. (laughs) He actually has, he has another, he has a pairing AirPod in each pocket in two phones. He's listening to two different things. That actually makes sense. Yeah, and he's reading on one phone and tweeting on the other. Mm -hmm. So that guy's got a lot going on. He's trying to crack into the biz. We love him. Go ahead, Tone. Uh, Ian, is it similar down there to uh, the Combine, like where maybe we're talking about draft deals, like, hey, maybe we're thinking about moving up, stuff like that going on? Yeah, I would say it's – I don't know that there's anything white like that this year because usually that would be based around, like, the number one or number two pick, and it's it doesn't seem like there is a slam dunk, I got to get to number one or I got to get to number two. Um, just doesn't feel like that. But, yes, this would be where it is. And I think, like, one thing that's always interesting to me is you get, like, rivals who battle like crazy on the field, but then they get in this setting and, like, you see them – you know, at the bar hanging out or like, you know, the, we had the uh, AFC coaches sort of interview slash breakfast this morning. And the first scene was Belichick hanging out with Mike McDaniel. And oh, the yeah. Two arrivals. We'll see each other. And like, they're very friendly and respectful. And you're kind of like, oh, okay. Like, that's how this happens. It's like, like casual conversation. What are you going to do with this guy? Like, oh, okay, so like, maybe we'll trade for him. So <laughs> I think that kind of happens here. You know, I think I saw Drew Rosenhaus walk by in the background towards uh, your camera. What are agents doing down there? Are they talking and working out deals for the guys? 
Yeah, the, you know, there it's, uh, what's up, man? Hey, what's up? Hey, 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 hey. what's up? Grab a beer later. What's going uh, on? Brett Veach, the guy. Uh, uh, right here. Hey, Scott McAfee show says hello. All right. You want to be on the show? Hey, uh, come on! Hey, Veach says he'll do it. Yeah. Hey, you're hey, hey, right. a booker. Not huh? right now. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I understand. Yeah, this is time. your time. Yeah. Your time. Hey, by the way, Ian Rappaport, mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. Do you hand your phone to each time? <laughs> you, I'm, no, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. That would be so rude. Hey, we're actually uh, we are in the market for a booker. It, it, that is awesome what you just did for us there. Thank you so much. Do I get? Yeah, like just throw me some. 15%. Hey, listen, I would like to look. Whoever is out there that could do what Ian Rapport just did at a very on a very consistent yeah. level, just a little bit of consistency, we will pay good good check. Not to Ian, obviously. No, no, no. no. But, 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 but so we actually will. actually can do it. Yes, yes, absolutely. But if we had Ian's contacts. But anyway, Beach is in. So, so he's talking to agents, though, potentially. The agents are here just so, like the Combine or no? Well, it, it uh, sort of like the balance of power shifts a little bit, right? So, like before the combine and then during free agency the teams like they want to sign these guys and then you get through free agency and the guys who are not signed a lot of times it's agents being like hey have you taken a look at this guy have you looked at this guy and it's like it's a lot of times more agents selling teams their players you know what i mean so like it's like hey look at my list you can get this guy for this much like this guy's still available here's where this guy is health wise like agents come down here to get in front of owners and get in front of GMs to be like, hey, my guy's still available. Like, we could do this deal fairly quickly. Kind of like, kind of like that. Like, get in person and do it. Do you ever think you could, you should report which agents are there so that guys that have agents that aren't there know, oh, probably should not be with this fucking people. Uh, no, I will not say that. But it's uh, you know, it's always. Uh, I will tell you. I will tell you who's here. It's uh, Drew Rosenhaus is here. Jimmy Sexton. Here, Frank Bauer, who represents Devontae Adams, is here. Um, Neil Schwartz, who is around, is, is here as well. Um, just, just some guys. Derek Carr's agent there? Those are, yeah, because Derek Carr. Derek Carr's agent is not here, but that was uh, that was an interesting statement he put out there. Yeah, yeah, because you had the response. You like almost had a clap back or whatever. That was very fascinating because this has happened in the past, obviously, public disagreements. But the statement of the Raiders basically saying, like, yeah, we're working or we're going to try to make this whole thing work. And then his answer being like, yeah, I mean, deals are two ways, basically. It's kind of how they said it. That was very interesting. What do you think is going on there? Kind of a lowball of an offer or? Um, I just know they haven't gotten there yet. But I, I think, so let's take what Josh McDaniel said, which is basically like Derek Carr needs to decide what is best for him and the concept of helping the team. And I was like, okay. Wow. And then the agent basically says, like, actually, it's a two-way street. And, like, we're not going to talk about this in the media, but kind of like doing the eyeball emoji, which is my favorite emoji. Um I like the I, yelling Derek guy. Carr is not what's that? I like the yelling guy. <laughs> I like I like this one. Mm. Oh yeah. yeah or or the or the looking glass one, the like the melting face one, the new one's pretty cool. Uh, Which one? The new emojis, dude. What's that, Diggs? There's new emojis. <laughs> The eggplant's not a new that? one. The eggplant, the eggplants around. are very... Yeah. That's that one's been, been used <laughs> not as an eggplant for a long time. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, sure sorry about that. that. <laughs> anyway, so you think that's going to get worked out or not? You think this is just early I negotiation, mean, leverage play for each side? Yeah, and, and, these, and these are sort of... I, yeah, I would say, like, you know, both sides, like, when they spoke, that's okay, and then the agent responds, and that's also okay. 
Um, it is really like getting now. I think they will get something done because like they've done so much to put him in a good position, including getting his very good friend Devonta Adams for the low price of a first and second rounder and a huge contract. So sure. my sense is that we'll get something done. But this was a this was a good, I think, message slash reminder that it's not going to be easy, and I don't think he's going to be maybe the pushover that some might have assumed. So I oh. think they'll get something done, but it might not be imminent. People are saying, oh, Derek Carr, super nice guy, super religious guy. We'll just offer him something. He'll be thankful for it. And he's like, excuse me, are we still making billions of dollars annually? Like, shouldn't we yeah, all? That's, maybe It's the right way to look at it, by the way. Go ahead, Guppy. Agreed. Yeah, Rapsy, Dolphins have added a lot on offense. There's still some money there. Have they thought about anybody on defense, do you know? Uh, I think it's fair to say the offense was probably the focus here. Uh, defense was good. Um, now they lost, you know, it was Brian Flores who was, you know, if not the play caller, very, very heavily involved in the show on defense last year. Um, every, most of the staff remains. And I think, you know, I think they will be okay. I wondered if they would add a corner um, and do something, uh, kind of do something on the back end. Really haven't. So my sense is during the draft, that will probably be the area they'll hit. But course they don't have a ton of early draft picks because they now have Tyreek Hill so it would be more try to hit on some mid-rounders and get them get them to play pretty quickly I can't believe the Miami Dolphins are the team of the summer offseason I guess yeah good for them seriously feels like that right what's that Raiders and them and that's what it feels like I guess Chargers too I mean fucking Mm -hmm. Khalil Mack JC Jackson that's pretty big Mm -hmm. plays Michael Thomas resigned Browns Colts Mike Williams Browns yeah, that's right. Ryan, that's a big deal. Yeah. How's that going to work out? Is everybody happy, you think? I just saw that we brought in John Fox to be a senior defense assistant. We got Gus Bradley. We got Frank Reich. What's going on? I mean, the most interesting thing is, like, where is Matt Ryan right now? Like, He's is fucking he a, ready to ball, dude. Yeah, what are you talking about? He's in a suit looking great. Right, but I was surprised. Like, Albert Breer wrote a nice thing this morning on, like, how, the, how everything transpired and, like, basically how the deal happened. And they couldn't, for a long time, they couldn't get better than a fourth-round pick for Matt Ryan, who has a very manageable salary and is not injured and has no issues. It was just like, it didn't feel like the league view on him was as high as maybe it should be. And I'm kind of like, okay, maybe everyone's kind of sleeping on him or maybe everyone's wrong. Everyone could be wrong. He could have a great season and everyone could just literally be wrong. That happens. I um, I heard this morning they said four-time pro bowler. Yeah, out of 13 years or something like that, when I started, well, uh, everybody that plays quarterback makes the Pro Bowl, basically. Yeah. You know, the, the right. quarter- I mean, that's, yeah. Yeah, but four yeah. is not that much, is what I'm saying, out of 13. No. I was like, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Why is everybody sleeping on old Matty Ice? This guy's about to come in here with a great team around him, great offensive line, MVP at running back. Uh, got a lot of young guys to throw the ball Jim, to. Mm-hmm. Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy Sexton says hello, by the way. Hey, Jimmy Sexton, how's it going, man? Jimmy! round there, boss. All right, uh, Ian, we appreciate you, brother. Thank you so much for the time. Hopefully, we're going to stay tuned to your Twitter to break some sort of news that's positive. I'll try. Not necessarily negative. All right. All right. I'm on it. I'm going to go back to work. Thanks, guys. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, Ian Rappaport. All I do know is the last conversation we had went hilariously, and then it ended, and we haven't spoke to each other. So. <laughs> Sounds good. Since I've you know started repping myself in all these conversations, that one went great. And then it just kind of ended, and then haven't heard a single thing since. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Hey, what, you guys were with Cato Kalen this weekend? Yeah. 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 How did that happen? Okay, trade? Good Crazy. question. We don't know. I'll tell you what, not 100% sure. He, wait till you see the clip, obviously. We had a chance to hang out with the Galante family. Love them. Literally. They are so cool to us. Mm-hmm. Great people. They, mm-hmm. they are. Just so nice. these boots that Jimmy had on. Ooh. And, uh, you know, one of the things you would think you wouldn't want to do is, like, piss off. Jimmy Galante or the Galante family, you know? Sure, makes sense. AJ just refuses to answer FaceTime, so whenever I'm around. Oh, yeah. Can't he, have he it. He's very angry. Don't you? Doesn't that make you? It makes me feel really good, by the way. Because, like, I'll FaceTime you when I actually have a question and need an answer, and you won't answer, and then I'll get a text, I don't know, 19 hours later, and it's like, okay, probably had something for you 19 hours ago. I don't remember what that is now. What's the purpose of this? You know, you got things to do. But whenever I'm with, you know, Jimmy Galante, I'm like, yeah, I'll FaceTime. He goes, let's FaceTime him. I'm like, yeah, I'll FaceTime. This would be great. Knowing there was little to no chance of him answering. Sure. Mm-hmm. Even screenshotted after the AJ Hawk's not available with me and Jimmy on there. Mm-hmm. Screenshot that, send it to him. Hope you're happy, AJ, is what I said. And then he sends me a text that goes, uh, next time you're with Mr. Jimmy Galante, I need a warning that you're FaceTiming me. I refuse to miss another one of these or something like that. Oh. So now every single day, guess what? When I have a question that I need answered, I'm with Jimmy Galante. I'm with <laughs> <laughs> I'm FaceTiming. Oh, I just left it. So sorry. So now it'll be the boy who cried wolf every single time. I'm excited for the next time I'm with him and you don't answer because it's uh, kind of got worn out. But he wanted to talk to you, AJ, and you said no. No, I didn't say no. Yeah, you you, you gave me no heads up. You and you FaceTimed me at 3 p.m. on a Saturday. and I, I just wasn't near my phone or available to get it. And so I texted you back a little bit later and let you know, you know, you know, Jimmy Galante, I mean, he's the king. He's the man. I don't want to miss his call. Well, you, you missed my that. call with him. This is twice now, I think. I didn't know. That's why. I, what did I text you? Hey, how about a heads up next time, bud? That's what I said. Oh, like I'm supposed to, Oh, how did I know he's going to be like, oh, it's FaceTime uh, AJ Hawk. Okay. <laughs> oh, hold on. Sorry, Mr. Galante. He needs a 10 to 15 minute window <laughs> text message. Is that what I'm supposed to do? I don't know. No, no. I'm saying if you knew, if you thought you might FaceTime me with him or you were going to be with Jimmy, like maybe earlier in the day at some point, hey, we uh, might stick around. We might, uh, AJ, you know, if you're going to be alert. We AJ, might call do you, you know Pat? What happened? Do you know Pat and how he operates? <laughs> yes, I do. I know I'm speaking to a brick wall, but hey, might <laughs> no, as well try. it's not a brick wall. I'm just very much in the moment right now. That's a great thing. It's a great trait. Okay, but it's not so good for this type of thing. You know, like, <laughs> this, this type of thing is is not great. So maybe if somebody's around, okay, so somebody who's around needs to send AJ a bird call okay. that hey, there's potentially going to be something that's going to come. That's kind of smart. That's kind of smart. That, that's a smart move, I think. Then I could at least, like, I don't, I've never had my ringer on my phone or anything, so I'm not going to actively see it unless I'm right there looking at it. I don't know. When, when's the video going to come out, Foxy? Hopefully tomorrow. Is it an interview you did with him? Yeah, I did sit down. I did sit down. Barbara Wait. Walter style. Yeah, it was nice. awesome. I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's true. <laughs> I'm actually pretty excited to see how the video comes out. But we, why is Kato Kalen involved? Good question. I asked. Kato's <laughs> awesome. I love Kato. He had energy, dude. Yeah. Wisconsin yeah. brought the juice. He had energy, dude. He loved you, brought too. Yeah, juice. I remember he brought up you like two, three times. You He's a big and, Packer guy. You him and Oge hanging out? Bro, he had energy. I'm talking energy, energy. As soon yeah. as we got there. I'm like, oh, fuck. We, we almost just died on a plane. So sorry. Let me wake up a little bit. The K-Train's here. <laughs> yeah. Good to see you, dude. He had energy. Uh, there was another guy named uh, Canadian Charlie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He has the greatest Canadian accent of all time. He does. Ooh. I got. A, I was on a call one time, 
and Canadian Charlie dropped into the call, like, oh, we're going to connect this guy. I thought I was getting ribbed. <laughs> this is an impersonator doing a Canadian accent. <laughs> this guy's Canadian accent is the most, like, flawless Canadian accent. Every word is hit in the most Canadian accent oh. of all time. And he speaks clearly and projects his voice. Mm-hmm. Love that. He's in there as well. A big announcement. Big announcement. Big announcement. Huge. Big announcement. We're lucky to be a part of it. I'm looking forward to seeing what that might be. Almost died getting there. Yeah, that was terrible. That would have been cool. Do you get sick? Do you feel sick when the plane starts getting bumpy and all that? Uh, depends. How bumpy? Like, I'm, I'm past the point of, like, just standard shit getting me, you know? Because I have yeah. to be because I fly literally every single week. And in, the, in this winter weather that we've had and, like, turnover of seasons, I've realized, yeah, it's windy. you know, is a bit windier. So, like, every landing has been interesting. Every takeoff has been interesting, but normally you can find an altitude where it's pretty smooth. And if there's a little bit, I'm cool. You know, but if we're falling out of the fucking sky, I mean, there's going to be a little bit of a, oh, yeah. oh what's going on? You, you, go knock on the, you, you knock on the door, ask the pilots what's up. There's so that. I never know how to do that because I don't want them to think like um, I have lacked faith in them because we still got to fly. It's not them. You can just question, like, ask about the weather. Oh, this weather's pretty rough, huh? Oh, yeah, that's a good question. I mean, that's what causes the plane to bounce around. Well, it's I the different airstrip. Yeah, this in one, this it sounded like there are some decisions. <laughs> there are some decisions made. Guy's still working on getting his license. No, no. <laughs> Ten, we don't know if that's true or 10, not. 10,000 foot free fall. But literally, when we could see, I, I watch, okay, I sit in a seat in which I can see the pilots operate. I know there's a lot of spinning of shit. I know, like, the classic, they're going to hit two buttons, the sound's going to happen, this is going to happen, the whole thing. But this particular time, it just felt like there was not a confident ever. No. There was never a confident, you know, and, and the co-pilot was doing a lot. I mean, the co-pilot was doing a lot of the, like, flipping, switching, let's stay straight on the runway. Okay, also not sure I've never taken off straight up at a... So Teterboro degree. is an airport that you have mm-hmm. to do shit like that because how short the runways are. But with that being said, valid. <laughs> Doesn't have to be. It was just a wild scene, dude. It was Terrifying. a wild scene. I feel soft even talking about it, but <laughs> I mean, whenever you're playing live like you were dying on the yeah. ground as soon as you get there yeah. and wanted to kiss the ground like the Pope. You We've know? been on enough flights to know. Yeah, well, that sounds so self. You know. Did you get, were you more worried because you saw the, the clip of that awful deal where the plane was plummeting straight down that crashed over there? Was that China? Yeah. I didn't see it. Oh, scary. Very mind. scary. Don't look at that. From yeah, like 20,000 feet just straight down. Wow. Not watching that. Yeah. Brutal. Sounds like you just described it for me. Yeah. You don't need to watch it. I assume you had seen that recently and you were in your plane. Like, oh, I saw, I just saw this happen. No, by the way, I'm pretty pumped that we didn't. Yeah. I'm just going to continue not to look at that. I'm going to ban those words actually in my uh, Twitter mentions. Okay. All right. We out of here? I like those white laces. Oh, these are the bin fives, dude. What? How'd you get them? How bin? did you get Are you shitting those? me? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> these are bin fives, dude. Don't worry about it. What? What does that doing? mean? Bin fives, bro. You, you never heard of them. You don't know. I know. You're right. <laughs> you're so I'm, not a, I'm not a sneakerhead like you. It's that bin five deal, dude. You're so dumb. Yeah, they came with wax on the, uh, on the, the box. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Pretty big deal, mm-hmm. these ones. Yeah, it's part of the Bin 23 collection. AJ, get cultured, dude. Come on. <laughs> Thank you. That's why Mitt is here. Thank you, Mitt. I appreciate it. Top row. Thank you, Mitt. Jesus. All right, that's the show. <laughs> <laughs>
Hammer down in about 24 minutes at youtube.com forward slash hammer. That's D-A-H-N. We'll be back tomorrow. One last phone call here on our way out. Let's go to Dakota in New York. What's going on, Dakota? How you doing, Pat and the boys? Keep it moving, Dakota. I was wondering if uh, I would get to see you put that scumbag Tyson Fury through a table at WrestleMania. All right, so I'm not touching Tyson Fury. Uh, Austin Theory, though, <laughs> is going to get his ass beat. Tyson Fury's got a fight coming up. Yes. I'm obviously excited uh, to watch that. No tables will uh, be busted by me or Tyson Fury ever, hopefully. Uh, uh, but Austin Theory on Sunday, going to get his ass beat. I'm preparing, yeah. AJ. I'm ready. If I want that thing to end in like a minute, you know? I want that to be over. Why? Quick. What are you talking about? Like why, don't you wanna let it, why don't you let it play out a little bit, really soak in the atmosphere? Um, I mean, maybe before the bell. You, know. mm-hmm. yeah, you, you can soak it in while you're standing over his unconscious body. Hell yeah. Yeah. Do you know what you're wearing yet? Well, I know this is going to be in the back pocket. Imagine right after. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that'd be awesome. Walk you out. should hit him a few times with that. <laughs> that'd be sweet. That would be cool. Are you guys doing a thumbtack match? Uh, no. <laughs> I do, do those happen anymore? The hum is uh, special? I think, I think I've seen... I think AEW did one, I think, recently. Jesus. Yeah, yeah I think you're did. right. Yeah. I don't know. And what nut job did that? That one right. feels... I think it was... I think the ladies did. Yeah, I think it was Brit. Jesus. And uh, I don't know. I saw the pictures, though, and I was like... <laughs> I'm going to try to stay out of that for, <laughs> for the rest of my life. Yeah. Weapons. Saw Super Homin did one uh, yesterday. Actually, that he had a couple sense. of attacks still stuck in his arm. Video hasn't been released yet, but I think. Oh, just the preview photo? Yeah, yeah. He yeah, just awesome. had several attacks stuck oh. in his arm. So Super Homin still got it. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. All right. That's good. Yeah, That guy's still alive and he's still yeah. doing that? Yeah, new video coming out. Yeah. Thri- Soon. Thriving. Right cool. today. Wow. Sam Roberts turned me on to him. Sam Roberts, uh, you friends with him? He was in the building in uh, Brooklyn. He's, yeah. He sat with us for a little bit. I've never spoken to Sam, but I used to listen to he and Jim Norton, and they would play the clip, so I went and looked at him after that. You've really never talked to Sam Roberts? No. You're a big fan, though. Yeah, I listen to all Sam's stuff. Sam doesn't know anything about sports. Whoa. Yeah, he's – believe me, I know. He, he owns it. He says that. Yeah, he um, – Whenever I would do those pre-shows with him, he would always, you know, rock for brain. Like, he would. He's the guy, by the way, who's not happy about the public funding. Oh, he's not? Uh, well, he's not a sports fan. I assume he doesn't really care, but he's like one of those people who doesn't care about sports. Yeah. It's the people who don't care about I'm not saying Sam would go in on this because it doesn't feel like this is something Sam would touch because Sam, <laughs> you know, comedy, like that type of thing. But he is somebody, the sports. Not about it. I don't think so, yeah. Not about it. I'm sure he knows a, about it, but he's not like into it or whatever. He hasn't answered it. Let's see. It's not about it, but. He loves wrestling, dude. Yeah, oh, yeah. he does. Loves wrestling. He knows everything he about has, it. He has a big role. Like, what does he do for him now? He hosts the pre-show, I believe. So probably on Saturday he'll be down in Dallas. Nice. This is my treatment. I need to text him. I got Jimmy to go on to with me. He was on SmackDown a couple weeks ago, too, right? <laughs> Sam Roberts, yeah, yeah. did an interview with the Usos. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. I went crazy. Is that Sam Roberts? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so happy for him, man. He, he's really. I mean, that's his dream to do anything with wrestling, right? Yeah, he's really dedicated, too. So I was so pumped for him. All right, fuck him. We'll uh, maybe talk to him tomorrow. <laughs> talk about WrestleMania. Maybe yeah. 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 Let's go. Yeah, big oh. WrestleMania this weekend. Fight week wide. AJ, I'm in the best shape I've ever been. You look good. How much you weigh? I uh, haven't really got on yet. I think I'm in the 20s, though. 
What about that gentleman that you have the program with? Is he in good shape right now, too? It's a fight. He uh, He's always in incredible shape. He's 24 mm-hmm. years old, that guy. He's yoked. Yeah, I mean, he is yoked, by the way. I mean, he is. I ain't worried about that, though. Nope. Look like Tarzan. <laughs> Eat a swing, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah, Bingo. That's, right. exactly. that's all that matters. That's all I'm saying. I'm a Will Smith him. But, uh, you know. Oh, you need to. You need to work that in. Please. You're going to let him sleep with your wife? <laughs> oh. No, I'm going to smack him. What oh, is your problem? <laughs> Will didn't allow it, did he? He was watching. That's not true. What? God, guys. Who said that? Come That's on. not true. You did, actually. You kind of alluded to it I earlier. Never yeah. did. I did not think that yes, was the case. You yeah, did. yeah, you did. Yeah. Yeah. People enjoy it. Remember, you actually said it. The start I didn't say Will did. I said people enjoy that. No, whoa. We That's what know. he did. That, that he is said not that. true, though. He had a backpack on. He was sitting in a very similar style chair to... <laughs> The owner of the Mark Davis, and he was watching it. He looked just like that. Okay, we all know that's not true. Guys, unsubstantiated. You guys are all lying. A lot of false news here. Come on, guys shouldn't talk about something like that. <laughs> Keep. I agree. I agree, Goomp. My wife's name <laughs> out your fucking mouth. <laughs> See, I still thought he was acting there too. Great acting. If that was acting, There's... I mean, that was real. And everybody else, what if everybody else and scene? What if? Oh, all right, everybody get uncomfortable. Everybody, this is what we're going to do. Everybody yeah. be uncomfortable, okay? Oh, what's he going to say next? Oh, Holy my fucking shit. mouth. Oh, my God. He's I saw kidding. Doug Stan. You know Doug Stanhope? Comedian? Oh, you probably don't know who he is. Doug Stanhope, I saw him tweet something like, he's, he said, if that, was, if that was fake, Chris Rock would have had a much better response after getting smacked. I was like, oh, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Probably. Yeah, you're right. Because oh, he would have yeah. had something prepared for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he did say, oh, he was about to. Yeah, eviscerate. Imagine Chris Rock's first 10 thoughts. Tackle, you're going to tackle him from behind as he walked away. Well, not, I'm not uh, talking about physically. I'm talking about oh, yeah. the first 10 things that came to his mind is the exact same 10 things that probably came to everybody's mind. But Chris Rock probably would have delivered it in a little better mm-hmm. <laughs> fashion or whatever. What was coming out? Well, got to see him on tour again. Yeah, that's right. out. I'm what sure. he says, what I wanted to say was. Oof. And then I thought about saying you can he can have like ten different yes. ones just set up. Mm-hmm. And then right before I said boom, another one, I thought to myself, "This is the greatest live television of all time." Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he gets ten punchlines in that entire thing if he really wants it. Yep, that's going to be must see. I think yeah. so. Yeah, good for Chris Rock, dude. Let's go coming June. What? It's coming June to Indy. Yep. Here we go. Oh, yeah. I see read ball tickets. What day of the week? Uh, I actually don't know. It was June 14th, I believe, the day was. So 7 I'm not, p.m., I know. I'm not sure. Does he have an opener? Will. We'll what if Will Smith's... Ah. Oh. Slap everybody. Na, 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 na. What if he's... Oh, it's... Na, 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 we can't go. Why? It's flag day, so we already have plans. We were going to put <laughs> oh, one up. <laughs> what if Jada's That's true. Open. It's a good point. It's true. Yeah, Jada might be there. Is that a Monday? Tuesday. Chris Rock's coming to Indy on a Tuesday? If that's the 14th. Oh. Man, he's making so much money. If he's doing Indianapolis yep. on a Tuesday, think about what he's got on a Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah. Where's he playing? Marat. Theater. Okay. I think it has 28 or 18 in it. 100. Hmm. I've played the Marat a couple times. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> the New Year's Eve, the classic New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. Is, uh, good at night. That was whenever uh, Joey Chestnut drank 13 beers in 61 seconds. Yeah. Pints. Does he get drunk? 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> Does he get drunk? You should have seen him oh, an hour and a half later. Oh, yeah. He sacrificed. Yeah, for real. His, how did it hit him? He sacrificed his body, his mind, and his soul for that particular stunt. And I'll tell you what, the crowd loved it. Yeah. The crowd loved it. Just as it would hit you if you yeah. were to do it. I don't think the beers bothered him. It was when we yeah. uh, went to Bottom. the other thing and he was just braining a bottle of vodka on stage. That, I think, is what really got yeah, him. He's unbelievable at chugging and eating. I mean, does, this ha- does he do this all the time with alcohol? I'm not sure. I think maybe we're one of the first ones to ask him. And <laughs> he just so happened to be in town for another event that day so or the day after. So it was almost like just the world coming together. Hey, Joey Chestnut was wondering if he could stop by the show. All right, so I send back. Joey Chestnut wouldn't be a part of the show? Uh, Joey Chestnut would love to be a part of the show if you have any ideas for him. And this is like day before, I think. I'm like, look, we have Joey Chestnut too. How about you just chug like two beers or something? And then the person said, we should ask, he should chug like a dozen, right? And then they asked him, and then the answer was Baker's dozen, actually. Yeah. It was like, he's going to do that? Yeah, he said he feels like he's pretty comfortable in doing that or whatever. I'm like, fucking love Joey. Yeah, yeah. holy shit. I love Joey Justin. Yeah, Joey will drink 40 beers for you. Know? <laughs> <laughs> awesome. It was amazing. It was amazing. Standing out of the place. Oh, yeah. I mean. Did you just have him lined up like in glasses and he uh-huh. just pounded him? Yeah, yeah, had him lined up on a wheeling cart. Boom, 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 boom on glass mugs in glass mugs or whatever. And then he just went. The Man. first seven were pretty quick. They were like ziggy zoggy, ziggy zoggy, oi, 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 guy, rest in peace. It was like that. And then the last couple, there was a couple like gulps or whatever. It was still fucking. All right, Joe Chestnut. Yeah. <laughs> Get him a huge beer bong next time. Try to do 13 at once. Oh, that's a good idea. We fucked that one up. I did a. Might drown uh, himself. Oh, yeah, maybe. That's a lot of brew. Mm-hmm. I did a. Uh, it was in the um, that athletic article. It reminded me. One of our equipment managers in West Virginia would have parties at his house, like pretty, pretty notable uh, parties at his house always would be going over there. And I happened upon the place a couple of times. First time I went over there, though, they had like a two and a half, three story beer bong, you know, just hanging right outside as you show up. So people are on the deck and people are the all the windows are open. There's like a, a DJ happening and this bong is hanging. There's a bunch of people out front. So I was a pretty good beer chugger. And I showed up, and they're like, Pat, you got to hit this or whatever. And I'm like, what is it? They're like, uh, six beers we can fit in this thing or whatever. And it, it kind of, I'm like, yeah, fucking no problem, dude. So I do it, boom, take it down. Place goes bananas. Place goes bananas. Distract. We need to go inside, right? Let's all go inside. I go roundhouse, cross street. <laughs> I mean, five and a half beers, just projectile vomiting, almost like hitting the wall in front of me. Eyes just completely crying or whatever. Wipe them off, go in a different door. He told the story in The Athletic that I took it down and just kept moving. So I guess I played it off, but I did not. <laughs> I, I was damn I thought I was dead. Like, that thing came... It's almost like the gallon of milk challenge. You ever do that? I did chocolate milk one time, and I got like, I don't know, like that much left. That thing came up faster than you can't even, like, get it. I mean, it's your stomach just says, nah, that ain't the case. That's why Joey Chestnut's so impressive, right? Mm -hmm. Because they can eat all that shit and then just sit it out. I don't know how they do that. Yeah, I mean, are they allowed to puke after the hot dogs? Like, I don't think so. Is there a certain amount of time where they can't puke? I, I don't know. 30 minutes? I don't know. Yeah, it's something like that. Is it really? Like, they get it pulled? Like, Will's about to get his Oscar pulled? Potentially. I think you have think to keep really it down. Will. What, uh, Will? Pull it. Now, the Oscars, whoever puts it on, should be so happy because at least for another yeah. year or two, if yeah. Will Smith is there, we're going to tune in. 
Well, you know, you never know what Will's going to do at the Oscars. I can't wait for that conversation. <laughs> but also, once you go down that road there, right, don't you have to start looking into all the previous winners? And didn't a lot of stuff come out about yeah. Hollywood? Mm-hmm. What do you mean? Oh, AJ, don't. You oh, sound, you mean if you cancel you Will happy. for this action, you yeah. have to cancel other people for things that they have done. Correct. Usually behind closed doors, though. Yes. Yeah, of course. I mean, it's, it's, it'd be stupid to take it away from them. Well, it just opens a door mm-hmm. that then... Oh, is that right? Well, how come, boom, movie that Weinstein created won, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Yeah, but you know, nothing makes sense. There's no rational thinkers. Tyree Irvin's back playing oh, basketball. Yeah. I watched some of that, man. That dude is fun to watch. He's yeah, so he's good at basketball. He's so good at basketball. I said his name in the, uh, in the Barclays Center on Friday. Pretty mm-hmm. good pop. Good pop. And then on Sunday when he came out, good pop. And then how about them cheering for him right before he hits that free throw? I mean... Good for Kyrie mm-hmm. getting back out there. Now, with this, that being said, he will forever have people that don't like him because of the, how everything happened and unfolded. Well, don't you think he seems like he's okay with it? Like Kyrie's mm-hmm. – Yes. He's a unique dude, man. I, he, it's unique what that dude can do with the basketball and how he moves and how quick he is. Like, I, I forgot what it was like to watch that guy. And how he operates off the court. I'm a big – Oh, yeah. By the way, because of how good he is at basketball, he – also, just like, you know, a guy we know pretty well, you know, a guy we know, the, there's people that are just at the top of the top, and everybody wonders, um, well, how come they're allowed to act and do different stuff than other people? It's like, well, because Kyrie Irving's one of one on a fucking basketball yeah. court. Mm-hmm. So, like, the Nets are going to stick by him through the entire thing, even no matter how public it gets, no matter how political it gets. Uh, gets no matter how slanderous it got at times for that entire thing from uh, the the middle of it all. It's like Kyrie made a decision and said, I ain't changing. You guys are going to change before I change. He won the holdout, by the way. Big time. Yeah. Well, don't want people – didn't he lose? How much money did he lose? Yeah, but I don't think Kyrie – I mean, People Kyrie, always point to that. But. Kyrie knows it's a business and he's going to get his money because somebody's making money, but I don't think at the end of the day money is what's – no. Driving Kyrie Irving, obviously. Yeah, he lost like a hundred or something, like twenty yeah. or something. Yeah, he lost a lot. I think it's like close to what Ben Simmons lost, which is I think he ended up losing twenty million. It's a lot. A lot of money. That's all. I'm not saying it. Let's get out of here. I'm not saying it. I mean, yeah, you, you almost died on Saturday. You might as well. Oh, you're saying don't hold any thoughts. Exactly. It looked like you were yeah. dying. Mm-hmm. I'm on 2.7 seconds, seconds on a boy named Fu Manchu. And I love deeper and I spoke sweeter and I gave forgiveness. I've been denied. Oh, nah. That song hit yeah, on Saturday. It did. Man, the cowboy tone was in the back of the plane dead, and then he put a cap back on, and he was. I went skydiving. I mean, it was what a moment, man! Unbelievable. See, that's like that moment in a locker room after a win. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you get those five minutes, yeah. to really feel alive. Enjoy it. That's what that. That's what that tour around the airport was after we landed to get to our little airport i mean it was a full-on this is what we this is what we fought for Mm -hmm. all right is is tim mcgraw in wrestlemania oh 
He's Jack. You see how tan and ripped he is. Yeah. Speaking of, I'm getting spray tan soon. So here we go. I don't know where. I don't know what. Ah, the last one I got, you know, gave my entire body a fungus. So yeah, Yeah. gotta research that. Who's cleaning their spray tan booths? I bet Michael Cole knows because he gets a spray tan in Texas like every week, right? He's lost like a good 20, 30 pounds. His head looks like a turtle popping out of those old suits. <laughs> he had these other, you know, he had these old suits because that guy's been on the road for 25 years. He missed two shows. 25 yeah. years. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if he's hit 25 yet. It's, there's a date. But he's been 24 years, very close to 25 years. Only missed two shows. He's lived on the road. So his weight has fluctuated in his travel and everything like that. His suits, though, were set for a Michael Cole that is not as thin as Michael Cole currently is. He looks unbelievable. Jawline, face, he looks like he's in great shape. I'm like, Cole, you, get, you getting back in the ring, Cole? What's going on? Whoa. What if he pops up in the middle of this match? That'd be awesome. And punches me in the head. That would not be oh, awesome. What if he turns heel? <laughs> What if he turns heel in the middle of this thing? That'd be wild. All right. He might. He'll be upset. Yeah, I know. We're, we're and he'll be upset that you turned on on Vince and that you're taking care of Vince's boy. Yeah, because Michael Cole is the voice of the WWE. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who's going to call your match though? Because what if you look back, you look over the announcers table, and Cole's not there anymore. Some other people doing the announcing, and you're like, oh no. Where's Cole? And he pops out from under the, what do you call it? The apron underneath the ring? Oh, I was thinking like through the ring, like Undertaker. Yeah. Oh. Michael Cole's head pops up out of the, ma- out of the ring. <laughs> and does know, like the, the Gilbert. <laughs> <laughs> he's, in his, he's in his singlet. Yeah. He's in his singlet with the head, the head, uh, headgear? headgear on. He just pops up and I'm like, Cole, good to see you. And he's like, Will Smith. Right yeah. to the face. <laughs> I'm like, you asshole. I knew it. I knew it all along. <laughs> 345. Hell yeah. Hammered down. Let's get out of here. They can't thank you all enough. Hashtag PMS WrestleMania Monday. Also, your cash tag in there. Uh, tweet a uh, something nice to somebody. Tweet something nice to somebody because you never know when you're going to take your last breath. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Okay? Hashtag PMS WrestleMania Monday. Uh, your cash tag. Tweet something nice to somebody. We will randomly select two people to win $5,000. Wow. Make sure go. you have your cash tag. Can't thank you enough. We'll be doing giveaways all week. WrestleMania Sunday, my dream come true. Let's enjoy the hell out of it as we cover the biggest league on earth, the NFL. Hopefully more news breaks. Minana, can't wait for you all to, uh, you know, see what I do on Sunday. Hell yeah. I've been putting in a lot of work, AJ. I've been putting in a lot of work. I can't wait. Do you have any idea what time frame you may be going on? No, I don't know anything. What time does WrestleMania start on Sunday? Uh, eight or seven. Ooh. And ends at what, 4 a.m.? When's it end? Well, there's two of them. WrestleMania Saturday, WrestleMania Saturday. Sunday. And they both start at night that late? Yes. I don't know. I don't know. Seven or eight, I think, both. To like but is seven a kickoff show? Like, Is there a kickoff show for WrestleMania Saturday and a kickoff show for WrestleMania Sunday? I don't know. I'm not sure. Uh, 6.30 on Saturday, Zito's telling me. This is what I'm going to be doing at 6.30 on Saturday, you know? Probably arriving, some headphones on, you know, getting in there. Locked in. Getting in the mood. Oh, my God. About to, about to go fight a guy. You know what I mean? What, dude? Oh, yeah. How, wait, how do you do the the commentary when – are you guys rotating back and forth just like a pay-per-view? Yeah, it's just standard pay-per-view. We'll be switching back and forth. This says the main card uh, starts both nights at 8. All right. Here we go. Main card at 8. All right. I think I'm on the main card. I got a graphic. You gotta be, yeah, on the main gotta card. be on the main card. I think. What? Who cares? 
kick What's the undercard on? Uh, on the cock, peacock. It's all on the cock, though, right? Yeah, everything's on the cock. Okay. All right. We'll be back on the YouTube tomorrow. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. We're on the cock Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Because Friday, Hall of Fame. Ooh. After SmackDown. Saturday, WrestleMania Saturday. And I think NXT's in the afternoon. And then WrestleMania Sunday. Then we're back here in Indianapolis, Indiana on Monday. Can't wait. This is going to be a blast. Thank you all so much for allowing me to live this dumb life. Thank you all for supporting us. Shout out to Herbie and Rappaport. We'll see you tomorrow. AJ, have a great afternoon, pal. If I FaceTime you, I'm with Jimmy Galante. <laughs> <laughs> see you all in the box. <laughs>